So just as a going back to last week's episode, I just wanted to bring this up top of the show because we had talked about Slipknot's duality music video. Mm-hmm. And uh, our guest Darren and, and Brent were talking about that because I didn't really even know that video until I saw it. Uh, but they it basically it just shows people destroying an Iowa home, another uh, I state nearby. Uh, Listen to those outtakes because uh, Indiana, Iowa, and Illinois are the same state. Everybody knows that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we were talking about the Slipknot. Like they they destroy this house. Seemingly, we didn't really know kind of what happened. So I found a, an article from 2004 on uh, MTV News of all places that had talked about this and um, 350 Slipknot fans showed up for that uh, mm-hmm. including one guy that, that flew in after he'd been injured he was in like crutches like he, he made something so he could like be a part of this music video or whatever and uh, we weren't sure if the house was being like sold or if they had to buy the house because the kids went so nuts destroying it or whatever so uh, mm-hmm. the story goes that they were in the middle of uh, like renovations on this house and so they oh, okay. they allowed them to film there, but they were told to go crazy, but not to smash the place to bits specifically. Mm-hmm. And then one of the band members threw a brick through a window, and <laughs> everything went out the window. Like it literally went out the window. <laughs> nice. And people just destroyed the fucking place. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, they even had to like kick some some kids out who snuck back in on, on multiple takes of this, you know, mm-hmm. to to get back in there, or whatever. Because uh, some people were really there just destroying shit. They even, like, uh, they found a car nearby that was, like, transporting the kids from, like, one, like, a hotel to the location. It was, like, just, like, a, a rental car. And they just started beating the shit out of that car. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, some of them just broke out baseball bats out of nowhere and stuff. So, uh, yeah, just just to, to you know, kind of go back to the, the real story here from what I had found. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, they, they were able to save the house, I guess, eventually and everything. But, uh... And even one teenage boy borrowed money from his grandmother to fly from England to go destroy this house in America. So that's damn. That's what just brings people together. Slipknot just bringing people together, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, that is lovely. And also, like, people were going that wild over that song. Like, I like Slipknot, but I, that's not even one of my go-to oh, yeah. songs for them, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's probably one that gets the most radio play, but, uh, yeah, it's not, not even that good to me. That said, Stephen, mm-hmm. uh, you had sent me a photo earlier this week, I believe. <laughs> yeah. that, uh, uh, do you have that handy? I was going to say, I'll have to look for it. Uh, I can't remember where I, I had I've it. Got a, I've got it right here. Handy, I can find amazing. it pretty quick. But uh, Hector, are you familiar with Slipknot? Like, do you know Corey Taylor and like oh, what yes. he looks like? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, Corey Taylor, Stone Sour is his other band. Right. Um, I saw them uh, in concert uh, 2002, 2003, I think, here in town, here in central Illinois. Uh, not Chicago. Um, okay. <laughs> um, no. Uh, uh, and um, yes, it was a wild show. Uh, the drummer. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the drummer had the whole contraption where, as he's drumming, while they're playing a song, the the, the, the drum set raises as he's playing it. And, oh. And then rotates, so he's upside down at some point, and it rotates back where he's right side up, and then it comes and then it hovers back down and um 
And that's all through the power of drugs. He's on PCP. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was no <laughs> wow. me mechanism yeah. at all. It was all. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's actually it's, way safer than if you had a riser. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, Steven sent me this photo of Corey Taylor from, uh, I think it was like the second Stone Sour like studio album that came out. He's got like longer hair. This is kind of around the time. Yeah. Uh, it's like shaggy blonde hair. And we'll put this up for the LTAS listeners on the, the social media <laughs> right. accounts. But it's uh, shaggy blonde hair and um, yeah, it's kind of draped down to the side. But he paired it with a photo uh, of <laughs> this character. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, I forget his name, but he's uh, yeah uh, uh, Lloyd Jeff Daniels Lloyd from uh, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Wait, I thought Lloyd was Jim Carrey's oh, character. No, you're, you're right. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. Harry. Harry. Harry yes. is who it is. Harry. Yeah, right yeah, with yeah, the yeah, hair. Yeah. yeah, Harry with the hair. Uh, mm -hmm. He paired it with this photo of Harry, and I laughed so hard. And I was at work <laughs> when he sent me this. Now, man. Yeah. <laughs> he looks just like him. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw that Corey Taylor video for uh, Stone Sour. Uh, I I was immediately like, this looks like a wig. Like when I've seen this dude lately, he has like shorter hair and he mm -hmm. looks just like, I don't know, he looks like a rocker. He looks so silly to me when I watched that video and I didn't remember this like from that time. And so this was all new to me. And the second I saw it, I was like, oh my God, his hair just looks like Harry's. And it looks so <laughs> funny to me. So yeah, I said that to Brett during the week. I, I will have to share that for sure because uh, it's all I can see now for sure. I was cackling like a maniac from my office at work. I had to like try to stifle myself uh, so people wouldn't get freaked oh out. God, but um, it. yeah, it's very, very funny to me. And like, especially since like my version of these people mm -hmm. are like come from a much like scarier like point of view or whatever. Mm -hmm. right, and then you right, see right. something like that. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, this is how like people mm -hmm. <laughs> like Slipknot seems so scary. Like they wear these masks and they're like they're all elaborate and like mm -hmm. their music is heavy and stuff. And then I didn't realize that Corey Taylor had this other band, whatever, mm -hmm. this huge other band, right? And then when you see him and he's like that, and I was like, was that why he wears a mask? Is he holding mm -hmm. back that that hair? Mm -hmm. Like, it was so wild <laughs> to me to see it. Uh, yeah, so that that really floored me, man. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Threw me for a loop. It also says in this article, I didn't realize, Slipknot fans are called maggots, is that right? Yes, huh. uh, they, have a, they have a song called Pulse of the Maggots, which is a, uh, mm -hmm. a tribute to mm -hmm. the fans. Oh, okay, that's nice. So that, <laughs> it is nice. Do you call yourself a maggot? No. No, I, like, like I like their music, but I don't. I've never bought any clothing or any apparel no. of Slipknot. You know, it's just like uh, okay. for me, it's just the music, uh, man. Music, you know? man. Um, uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I love Star Trek. I'm not a Trekkie. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's a good. Yeah. Because yeah. Brent just talks about them a lot, but yeah, you've mm -hmm. never said you were like a maggot. Um, mm -hmm. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't really follow a lot of fan things that I call myself anything from mm -hmm. them. Because I like Star Trek, but I'm not a Trekkie. Mm -hmm. like, I'm not super into it. I couldn't tell you what happens in episode 103, mm -hmm. blah, 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 you know. Uh, but yeah, That's I'm not, where Yoda dies. That, That's the one where Yoda dies. Spoiler alerts? <laughs> it takes 102 episodes to get there. All right, listen, I guess so. It's the next generation, though. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I wondered about that, too, because I read this article, and I was like, there's so much more I'm learning about Corey Taylor and his mm -hmm. you know musical proclivities, so mm -hmm. uh, Maggots being one of them, I guess. Super right. ta super talented, like... But it's crazy uh, with Slipknot. Slipknot, to me, because I'm not a... I've seen them in concert, um, mm -hmm. um, but I've never, I'm not super versed uh, in their music. Like I haven't listened to an album of theirs all the way through or anything like that. <gasps> um, oh my gosh. Yeah, so yeah, so, uh, so mm -hmm. um, but 
it, it, I've kind of gotten the vibe from them the same as like the Wu Tang Clan, where like there's like the main talent, mm-hmm. and then there's like a group of them. There's like a there's like fifteen of them, and <laughs> you're like you're wondering where's the cutoff talent wise? Like, <laughs> like is this is it, just Bob. He just showed up one day. And, yeah, yeah, like I, 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 <laughs> how many of these people are actually contributing contributing creatively and and who are the roadies and right. like right his guitar's it, not even plugged in yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. no am i am i off on it in slipknot like 15 guys or uh, it's nine okay. nine nine fellas uh, mm-hmm. they've had different members over the mm-hmm. the course of their mm-hmm. career but uh primarily whenever the band takes the stage it's nine people mm-hmm. in costume yeah yeah but it is yeah that's a big group uh, it's like a, mm-hmm. a swing band. It's like a big band. Mm-hmm. Like, there's is, like yeah. more more members. Yeah. Like, it's honestly, the trumpet section has gotten out <laughs> oh, of <yeah>. control. <laughs> nice. It's just like everyone's playing trumpet now. It's, it's, it's like insane. a ska band almost. It's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward dancing. to their, yeah. to their uh, co-headline tour with Cherry Pop and Daddies. It should oh, be fun. Man. It's going to be a Zoot Suit Riot, guys. <laughs> I know it's a, different, it's a different band, but yeah, go with me. And they're being opened by Insane Clown Posse, I hear, which is ah, it's just ICP. bringing all the fans together. What are they? Mm-hmm. What are their fans called? I see Juggalos. Fans. That's right. Juggalos. Yes, yeah. yeah. The Juggalos, the Maggots, the Swifties—they should all get together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> Uh, but the Swifties are the most. Those are the haters right there. Like, they're actually, yeah. Those uh, are the scary ones. Yeah, the, the ones you got to look out for. Yeah. The slasher tires. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they're so hateful. They, they hate each other. That's how. That's how. Yeah, they're like, like you're not as big of a fan as I am, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but uh, I stay, I steer clear of those fans. <laughs> you like, I just stay away from. Them. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, Everybody the, knows a mosh pit with Swifties. You just, you just stay away, man. Yeah, mosh you just pit, stay uh, away. Taylor Swift concert. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Slipknot. I'll, I'll give you because um, that what that um, I know Brent. You have uh, your other podcast, uh, Nudist Colony. It's mm-hmm. not about uh, nudist colonies, but it's about. Uh, yeah, new, no new team, metal bands. Team. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think Slipknot is probably one of the highlights of that era of like that those bands of that era. I think uh, Slipknot is one of the more. Um, They've had more lasting power than a yeah, lot of other sure. metal bands. It like, wasn't a flash in the pan like a lot of those bands of that era. I mean, there there were some. I know you guys talked about Snot mm-hmm. recently, and mm-hmm. that was kind of short lived. Um, unfortunately, is that a band. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I gotta catch yeah. up on the episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, we talked about booger corers er, the other day. Like, I'm like, is that real? <laughs> That's probably where I got it from. Yeah. I don't know. Right. <laughs> and then uh, another band of that era that I think too um, is Mudvayne is another band. Mm-hmm. I don't know if um, Brent how much you um, got into Mudvayne, but yeah, there, there's, there's um, my thing with that era is that there's a lot of it that was just like. Incredible, Fun. yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. If, uh, by incredible, right, yeah. you mean no? Um, uh, no, a lot of it was like faux. Like uh, Stephen, you were saying how like um, Mudvayne, uh, not Mudvayne, but Slipknot, like they're scary or like they mm-hmm. come off as tough, and you like. Um, but a lot of those bands of that era were it was like faux tough, like. Mm-hmm. Um, Posers, kind of. Yeah, uh, brace yourself, Brent. Um, uh, Shine Down or um, Stained or Disturbed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, they're they're tough for radio bands, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
No, I don't. Stained for sure, I can feel that, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that I know, yeah. But, um, but no, Slipknot, I think. They actually seem like, like, I bet they're actually, that's the thing, is like, Corey Taylor seems like such a well-spoken, yeah. nice gentleman. Another mm-hmm. part of the story was that one of the kids couldn't check into his hotel because he was too young, and so Corey Taylor heard about it and just took him oh. home. And, like, put nice. him up for the shoot. Like, he just seems like a genuinely good guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, Tuman-esque uh, sometimes. Yeah, right. Yeah, you <laughs> might say. And, uh, but, but if I saw one of those dudes in a parking lot at a bar with, with their masks specifically, right, I would, I would turn around. I'd be like, oh, okay, this is not someone you fuck <laughs> yeah. with. Like, they do seem some level of real hardcore that right. I don't want to mess with. And, mm-hmm. uh. Yeah, but they also seem like probably like like you said like the Swifties are probably the the angrier people, <laughs> and the, the, Slipknot, the maggots are probably like they like to like get their anger out in healthy ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you know like in a in a in a mosh pit or or just listening to this right. music that helps get some of that that anger out or whatever or process feelings. And then they're like actually good nice people. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. Well, so. the problem is that Taylor Swift herself co-signed the Swifties, and she was like. Haters gonna hate, 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 hate. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hatred, hatred language in that, you know. Whatever Mm. comes of it, it happens. She just like shrugs her shoulders and is like, I don't know. You guys do what you got to do. I'm over here recording my versions of my songs. She's gonna be our president in 2028, isn't she? I mean, that's fine. Like Swifties are gonna be the new Nazis. Oh my goodness! (laughs) Yeah, we're we're all gonna have to shake it off. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, I want to get into the show, but I did want to say one okay. last thing from this article to get us sure. uh, get us into that that I thought was hilarious because it ends the last paragraph is uh, the duality video shoot marked the biggest film event in Des Moines, Iowa since the 1994 shooting of the flick The Bridges of Madison County. Wow. <laughs> And what a transition for uh, for two big events in, to happen yeah. to Des Moines because everybody knows they also trashed the houses and the bridges of Madison. They trashed the bridges. Of course. Yeah, and the Do you think there is like County, an anniversary so. coming up for the bridges of Madison County? They're like, <laughs> it was just around the corner. And then like two weeks before Slipknot shoots that music video, they're like, oh. Oh, man, you took our thunder. Damn, that sucks. Damn man. it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was a funny way to end that. But, uh, yeah, we're just going to jump into this. So we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And uh, welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, where obviously we are joined by a guest today. Hector, say hello. Hey, everybody. <gasps> oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Hector is from our non-gender specific sibling podcast mm, uh, I like that. about pop culture yeah, mm-hmm. called Mind Grenade. Mm-hmm. Hector, you've been on the show previously, but it was like uh, part two of a crossover yes. episode we did a, a couple years back. So yeah. this is your first official oh, right uh, solo yeah. appearance. As a, as a guest, yeah. 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 I, I love, um, I, I love uh, Let's Talk About Stuff. And um, Oh, thank you. Uh, Go on. Please, and, continue. <laughs> and... Uh, I think the uh, the co-hosts are uh, uh, handsome young men, and no. Oh um, my God! Thank you. So uh, I'll let them know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pass it on to the, uh, <laughs> to the guys. Um, no, um, we've been podcasting for some time now. Uh, congrats on episode uh, two fifty one. No, two fifty. Ah, thank uh, you. And two fifty one. I. Uh, Either way, man, it's a milestone. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're all good. <laughs> but uh, I, I. Uh, when you guys reached out to me for this episode, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, Oh, hell yeah. I'm um, so glad to have you on. I love, I, I love podcasting the medium. Um, mm-hmm. I, to me, it's my, um, uh, my favorite social media outlet is podcasting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's awesome to have your own podcast. It's even, it's even better to be a guest on somebody else's podcast. So, um, I'm really stoked for today's episode. 
Right on, awesome. man. I'm so glad you were able to come on. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and congrats to you on oh, getting the 300 you. episodes. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How does it feel when you when you hit that 300 episode milestone? I listened to it recently as I was doing yard work, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it sounded like you guys were, were having fun there. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah, we're, no, please. yeah, go ahead. No, please, Brent. I feel uncomfortable now. I just like I don't know. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> no, I was just going to that's say podcast. like that's the magic of podcasting, right there. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. like, I'm passing the ball to you. It's like a, a hot potato. I was tossing you the um. potato, and you're like, no, this is a warm slug. Listen to those outtakes, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it we're on our way there, right mm-hmm. to 300. Yeah. And I was like, God, what's it going to feel like when we get there? It's probably going to feel about how 250 and literally mm-hmm. every uh, previous episode of the podcast felt, but. Uh, did it feel like a milestone to you? Yes, yes, it did. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, we both uh, were fans of Hideous Energy um, mm-hmm. back in the day, yeah. uh, and they they tapped out at three hundred. Yes, right. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, those and fucking cowards tapped wow. out. I know. So sure, they did. They yeah. did non-numerically numbered episodes after that, and they had a bunch of like interviews with uh, what do you call them? people in the industry that were podcasting about on there, but that doesn't even count. You don't have a number in front of it. Mm-hmm. It's, I know, it's right? like, yeah. what's even the point, you know? Amateurs. Uh, yeah. No, wait a minute. We're the, uh, um, they, uh, yeah. Uh, so it, it, it took a while for me to feel like I was actually podcasting. I mean, it was like mm. 30 or 40 or plus episodes. And then you hit mm-hmm. those, and you hit those, um, those milestones and stuff 100 yeah you get to 50 that's a big one yeah 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 i was at the time yeah um <laughs> it's fucking stupid now but yeah no no it's obviously a big one right yeah. yeah but 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 now it just feels like um like there's no killing this thing there's no killing mind grenade yeah. or let's mm-hmm. talk about stuff it's like Meh. Well, i mean <laughs> I, I, no, it's I, cool. Uh, it's like you just keep it going. You just like, yeah. I mean, it's just fun. There's no pressure, and it's, it's, it's yeah. fun to, to talk to people. Yeah. Um, I, I uh, through the entire thing, I, I tried to like streamline it and streamline it and streamline it as much as I could to make it not a chore. You know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Um, so uh, like the I editing it, and stuff. Yeah, I get that kind of streamlined. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, now that I've with my co-hosts we've got a good uh good uh rhythm rapport you guys have great rhythm and stuff um, oh thanks oh my god thank you please Steven. go on at length just continue <laughs> just like that. whatever else you're gonna say forget yeah. it just let this go it's because brent and i are lovers you gotta yeah, be lovers yeah, with yeah, your podcasting bros yeah mm-hmm. of course that's how it goes it's just uh, for the show mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 um i've i i started doing episodes on my own about a year two ago um that's nerve-wracking a uh, here and there, um, I, I I do it only um, to get better, I guess, at mm-hmm. podcasting. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I, I'm 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 proud I'm proud of the the podcast. You should you know, be, man. It's yeah, awesome. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at first when I uh, we 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 launched uh, in 2014, and yeah, you have to explain. I mean, and podcasts had been around already for like 10 years in 2014 and having to explain it to people and you're like, and and now, I mean, everybody everywhere now. Yeah. yeah, It's really funny how it kind of 
like I knew about podcasts for like because Kevin Smith was like the one that got me into podcast, like listening to them and everything. Um, and I'd listened to him like so long ago, but it really did take a, a while. Like it's been this slow incline, and then it kind of really exploded. Yeah. And now it's like everybody, every celebrity has their own podcast now, and and a lot of them are great. But I like it a lot just for the group of people that we've met. Like you said, it's kind yeah. of like one of my favorite social media things too, where it's just it's been nice to meet so many great people through their shows and mm-hmm. uh, being able to hear each other's opinions and like some of my best friends now are, are, are you guys all the, all mm-hmm. the podcast guys you know so yeah mm-hmm. I mean that's just because I'm lonely but mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> recently Stephen you were on Hector's podcast it was episode mm-hmm. 298 of Mind yeah. Grenade and uh, you guys had a, a fun little chat there that was a big milestone episode yeah bigger than 300 some say I, I, I honestly agree. that's yeah. that's not untrue because <laughs> it's almost impossible to get Stephen to do a solo guest yeah. appearance but you yeah. did it you yeah. wore him down mm-hmm. you wore yeah. me to, yeah a little bit um I like podcasting. I, I agree with you. It is fun, but it's nerve wracking. It's more nerve wracking to me to guest on someone else's show, mm-hmm. mainly because I feel like Brent is my my security blanket. I like Brent to be there. My 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 rapport and, and banter yeah. with Brent is so ingrained in me. We've been doing yeah. it for so many years pre podcast, but now I feel like we've really gotten our shtick down on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, without him, I'm like, oh man, I feel like I'm missing a leg. And yeah, yeah. can I be funny or can I be myself without him? And I and I can. And it was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I might do some more. But, um, yeah, it's generally I'm like, nah, just, let's stick with my show because Brent is comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but it was fun, yeah. man. I liked being on that, that episode. No, uh, I had a good time. And um, it was one of those things where I was like, man, like, Steven's great. Like, I, why, has it, why yeah. did it take this, right. <laughs> this yeah. long to... Yeah. To yeah. have them on. And then, you know, also, too, it's like you don't like I, I don't know what people's schedules are, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. um, uh, we listen and the I, um, you listen to some uh, podcasts. I know Brent listens to and got um, a mower going on <laughs> outside my apartment building here. <laughs> that's a crap. I was like, so that's I a apologize. small train this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, that's podcasting. Brent and I listened to um, 11 O'Clock Comics, and yeah. mm-hmm. um, those guys are super busy. Like, I would never, like, not that those guys do other people's podcasts, but, um, like, I I would love to, like, talk to, uh, and I've met those guys up in Chicago, up in um, uh, oh, cool. C2E2. Uh, Let the record two, show, um, he does live in Chicago. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, uh, officially, mm-hmm. yeah, that's... Yeah. Um, so uh, I met um, Vince B and and Dab and David uh, Price, the two of the co-hosts on on Eleven O'clock Comics, mm-hmm. um, and uh, like I would love to have or just have a conversation, you know, like right. this with this with uh, with uh, David A. Price there on that podcast because he's a big Star Trek head, and um, I'd love to talk Star Trek with him, but like. Those well, you're guys. both Trekkies. Yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> full on, 100%. Um, uh-huh. But um, I, I just don't, I don't want to presume. And also, I don't know their schedules. And, you know, so that's kind of a barrier to, like, asking other people to mm-hmm. be on their podcast. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. If they're not uh, in the central time zone, they don't exist so they me, don't, for sure. Yeah, that's that that's number never, one. That, that'll never happen yeah. then, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like, we have uh, our, some of our podcasting friends, like Erie, Erie International, obviously, is very international. And uh, That's right. we've made things yeah. work with them before, but it is difficult to be like, all right, mm-hmm. we're going to record in the morning, and you're going to be recording at night. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it does kind of make it, but it, it's it's fun, like, everybody, when, you, when you're when you able to make that work. It's, yeah. it's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's nice when you can get everything to coordinate that way. I know that's a tricky part of it sometimes. Uh, another part of the equation, some say, I don't know, I've heard this, is like, Every once in a while, you get like a three month discount on Zoom, and you're like, okay, well, like, <laughs> well, maybe well, we'll have some right guests on, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know who would do that, but you know, uh, yeah. that's, that's another part of it. But, uh, you know, Zoom also for Stephen yeah. and I, sometimes we get in these routines where it's just like, okay, this is just like part of it. And then, unless mm-hmm. one of us prompts the other person to be like, oh, we should maybe have a guest on for this mm-hmm. one, or yeah. uh, I, I know somebody who's real into this particular subject, let's have them on for yeah. that. Uh-huh. That's so, always fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's not uh, the case for you today, Hector. No. Uh, I, I forced you to. <laughs> no, this is <laughs> awesome this. because uh, a cup. when was it? About a year ago, maybe a little longer. You guys were doing the DCEU stuff. Mm. And you guys were, I think you guys were having people on. But. Yeah. I think, yeah. Least, right? Yeah. For like spread out. Batman yeah. v yeah. Superman and uh, Suicide mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and the original Suicide Squad. And I remember I was like. I was like, oh, man, like, I better not, like, chime in and make a shitty joke about Justice League or something like that, because then they'll ask me to be on it with them, (laughs) and then I'll have to watch that movie, and I want to be on Let's Talk About Stuff eventually someday. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. But But not for that. I better not even, like, because you guys were, you know, you guys uh, promote the episodes and stuff like that, and and what's coming up next, and which movie you guys are going to... rip apart or uh or shine the light on uh mm-hmm. and uh i was like you're like i, I don't want to be I, part I, of that game yeah i was like I, oh man well, what if they ask i don't how do i politely tell That's them hilarious. i don't want to be on that one but then this one yeah i was all about it um so yeah, yeah. awesome yeah so i uh, mm-hmm. definitely want to get into we'll be doing matrix revolutions today but um i was wondering if either of you had any mini topics you guys wanted to talk about today oh my god steven do i holy <laughs> shit um so, re- uh, real quick, before we get into to that, uh, I said earlier Zoot Suit Riot, and I said it was a different band. Turns out, no, it's the same band. Cherry Pop and Daddy's is the <laughs> band that does Zoot Suit Riot. So, turns out, I don't know as much about Ska as I thought I did. It's like <laughs> Mighty Mighty Boss Tones and then uh, them. Anyway, so I was yeah. right. Primarily, I just want to save myself an editing point. So, yeah, people <laughs> don't dox me, it's fine. So, nice. I'm going to check that one off the and box. Good, good job. I've only got one mini topic I want to discuss, but I am so in love with it that I'm oh. willing to just scrap the rest of the episode and go over this. But I watched Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers on Disney Plus that Ooh. came out this past Friday. Awesome. And holy shit. Steven, you and I last uh, end of last summer, I think we mm-hmm. talked about Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. And we were like, how come they don't do something like this again where they merge animation with real actors, you know, and all of that stuff? Well, they fucking did it, and it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, have you, have you, either of you seen this movie? Just the trailer. Oh I, my god! I just saw the trailer, and it's crazy. You guys brought the, brought this up because I was gonna message my crew and be like, "We have to watch this movie," and right. then do it, then do a commentary on it. No, oh, there you the go. Podcast. Oh, please do. Because I, I, I do. thought, I thought that I got the exact same vibes as I was watching the trailer about Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. And um, at that. some point, we, uh, I think, Stephen, you mentioned earlier Timon and Pumbaa. I think they show oh, up yeah. in, in this movie as well. I don't know, Brent, right? That, uh, like, digi- like, um, the, like the, the, the CGI. CGI animated mm-hmm. one yeah, um, yeah. of uh, Pumbaa shows Seth, up. But like, Seth Rogen. There's, there's so many pop culture references mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, in yeah. it yeah. that I would like. I don't want to spoil anything. Like, I, it's just best to let it wash over okay, you. Okay, yeah. All but right. It's just like they go to like a, uh, a fan expo, that type of 
uh, like a Comic Con type of event, mm-hmm. and they do that a couple of times. And the amount of characters that show up in it. And like the different references to everything. And there's like some surprising characters. I'm like, damn, they made a deal with this studio to have this character appear. But it's just like little like Easter eggs almost. Mm -hmm. Um, But even still, it's like, damn, I can't. I'm kind of surprised they got away with this shit. Um, It's just like the story itself is so much fun. And then you have all these extra references on it. And it's like, I understand who that character is. But I also understand the commentary they're Mm -hmm. putting on it Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, it's just so like wild to see. Oh, I'm excited yeah. now. It's, it's very much like if you took the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit and merged it with like 22 Jump Street or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. But, but like a more, it's, you know, I think it's G or maybe PG. So mm-hmm. there's not, you're not going to have the like the fisting through the, the glass <laughs> ceiling joke. But that said, like the jokes they make are pretty fucking solid. It's by the, uh, essentially the Lonely Island crew. Right. Uh, yeah, Akiva heard. from the Lonely Island directs mm-hmm. it. And, uh, 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 fucking Andy Samberg provides the voice mm-hmm. of Dale. Yeah, John Mulaney. John, John Mulaney. Yep. Oh, yeah, nice. he's, he's the voice yeah, of Chip. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like. I just watched the movie and uh, like I, I like some of the voices I could like figure out, but some of them I'm like I don't know who this is, but I'm gonna wait to look it up right after the thing because I don't. There's so many like other minor characters that show up i'm just like i don't want to spoil that for myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's just like an hour and 40 minutes or whatever so it moves pretty quickly but god damn like it was so much fucking fun to watch this and i feel like it it works for any generation so if it's people our age Mm -hmm. who maybe uh watched the original television show when it was on uh you're gonna understand some references Mm -hmm. to that or if you're like those people have kids or whatever they could watch this and just it's just like a, a fun movie. God damn. So you much seem fun. So excited. I'm ready to fucking excited. watch this shit again. Like as soon as it ended. <laughs> and it ended in the best possible oh, way. Wow. There's no post credit scene or anything like that. But if people know me, once you get to the end of the movie, you're like, oh, no wonder Brent loves this. It, oh, it wow. ends on the uh, super high note for me as well. Nice, nice. Uh, Disney mm-hmm. Plus, right? Disney Plus, yeah. If you yeah, got that yeah. plus, then yeah. you're gonna know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, your enthusiasm's just, yeah. Oh yeah. The charts. Uh, I, I felt the same way cause I knew this movie was coming out mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. around this time. And I was like, I grew up with that stuff. I love that stuff as a kid. And then I was like, oh, it's interesting. Cause like one of them is CGI and one of them isn't quite yet. And I, that's part of the story, I guess. And mm-hmm. then, um, when I watched the trailer, just like it was, must've been yesterday or the day before I was like, I was like. I got like a new wave of excitement for it that I didn't mm-hmm. have a week ago. And, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I can't wait. Yeah. And, um, my, my co-hosts, yeah, they're are around our age too. So they, they'd be, but, but the, the angle, like you, Brent, like you said, it's, mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, uh, who framed Roger rabbit with a, you mm-hmm. know, irreverent kind of mm-hmm. take, yeah. uh, like a 21 jump street or, yeah, exactly. There's That's a, such a good take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a specific type of crime that they discuss in the movie that's like the basis for the the main plot okay. that is specific to okay. animation. Okay. And it's just like, oh shit, yeah, like, so like once better. you hear it, you're like, oh fuck, mm-hmm. yeah. So this is like, is that not fisting? Like you just with the not, hand, not hand gesture? You no. I'm hopeful in a sequel they get to <laughs> okay. the, some fisting oh, yeah. jokes, but you know, you gotta you gotta like. 
You got to massage it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to ease into it. What was funny was when you earlier when you when you said fisting, you had to do the hand gesture as well, just to, just oh, to cool. make sure we knew what you were talking oh, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to know the reference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's pretty amazing though, because I'm a I'm a huge fan of that crew, and then mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and the, the type of movie like Twenty One Jump Street. When I saw the trailer, that's what that I kind of got that kind of series, kind of a. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, kind of even in the same era, right? Like an 80s property or what, or early 90s property that they're like yeah. going back to. But uh, also, Brent, I'm curious. I don't remember what what the original Trippendale's Rescue Rangers aired on, but did you watch that show growing up or was that, oh, yeah, that a was... channel you didn't get? No, that was just basic TV. Don't no cable involved. Don't worry. <laughs> Disney afternoon had me covered. Yeah. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, what was it? I can't remember what it was on before. I just remember watching it. it but it was on like. Uh, Fox Television back in the right day, on, okay. they had uh, uh, the Disney Afternoon. So it was right. that Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, oh, okay, right. um, yeah, Ducktales, yeah, yeah. that <sighs> that type of. God, what a good incredible television! Oh my god, amazing! Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If they did, yeah. if they did this style of comedy, I mean, I don't know if they could pull it off with those different properties. Would you support that kind of cinematic universe? Oh my, like yes. a reboot of all of it, like a Tailspin, but <laughs> with you know the same mm-hmm. kind of humor. That'd be rad, right? I would love all of that. Yeah, that would that's, be rad, wouldn't it, Steven? It would. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should watch this movie. <laughs> Brent, I think I'd watch this movie. You it should like probably, I gotta watch this movie. I'm just saying, I don't right. know if it's come through, okay. but guys, I, th- I, I should like, watch this movie. <laughs> everyone how, should okay. watch this movie. But mm-hmm. I gotta know, how would you compare this to, say, uh, Space Jam Legacy? Ooh. Uh, this is good, that is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's a really, that's a, that's a good sell right there, I think. I was As I was watching it, I was like... Because my my hype for it was like so high going in, yeah. But I watch and I don't I don't want to overhype it for people, but like just know it's an enjoyable watch. Of course, you know? for you especially, it's like yeah, surprisingly enjoyable. And I don't mean that in a bad way, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just like I can't believe they like went there with this property. Like not in a million years would I be like, mm-hmm. obviously, if you have a Chippendales Rescue Rangers reboot, you have to go ultra meta with everything, right? Right. Yeah. Totally. But, uh, I'm glad they did because it, it really worked out. Oh, man, that's um, awesome. But, yeah, like, as I was watching the movie, I was like, what if this is, like, Space Jam A New Legacy? Is right. it going to be one of these type of things? It's like, nah, no, d- don't worry. Yeah, this good, good, makes good. sense. There's story structure it's actually in place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. just product placement. It's actually, like, oh, yeah. they thought mm-hmm. about it. why they needed this character to be uh, used here and stuff. Mm-hmm. That sounds and great, I, man. I'm super pumped. I, it's there's a character that shows up in this movie that's been leaked. I, I heard about it before I watched it actually. Mm-hmm. I think I know what you're it, talking about. It, it kind of piqued my interest enough to where I was like, okay, I have got to, this has got to be my next stop is to watch this right. movie. And they when this character shows up and you'll know it when you see their teeth. Um, yes, okay, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you'll uh, you'll be like, okay, okay, so this mm-hmm. is where they're fucking going with this. That's awesome. And it's just God, I'm so. I'm so happy that this movie was made for consumption. Like during the pandemic, Stephen, you and I had discussed on the podcast, like as a reward, Disney should give us some type of movie that's just like you've got like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy meeting up with the Star Wars people and they're fighting the alien, like the Xenomorph aliens or whatever. It's just like, guys, as a reward for making it through the pandemic, we're just going to like throw this like fun movie out. Sure, it's not in continuity, but goddamn it, let's just have fun. That's what this movie felt like to me. It felt like a reward. Of oh, some that's sort, a good way you know? to put it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and awesome for you specifically. Yeah, just like I, I don't know, like I guess watch it or whatever. People <laughs> are so inclined. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you guys got? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Hector, you have anything you wanted to maybe um, talk about? Yeah, uh, well, um, something that just kind of 
got my attention um, this weekend that I didn't know was coming was a uh, a George Miller movie that's coming out. Uh, a dark fantasy comedy drama is what it's billed at. Um, and it's, uh, wait, what did uh, what did George Miller direct? George Miller did uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, he oh, did all, that piece he, of shit. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Witness me. Um, he did. <clears throat> he did. Uh, he did the uh, all the Mad Max movies, yep. including the last one. He, he's working on a on a Furiosa. Like oh a yeah, spin off movie um, with, with Anya um, Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy, yeah. who I'm totally oh, yeah. smitten with. Yeah. Um, but Hector, this, are you a friend? Are you a, a friend? Sure. Of the Fury Road, are you a fan of that? Or are you a Brent? I, I, I am. I, I thought, oh, you're a Brent. No, I, I love the shit out of that. That movie was oh, amazing. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, um, cool. Okay, so um, <laughs> George Miller uh, has uh, got a new movie called 3,000 Years of Longing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the trailer oh, wow. um, says it all. I'll probably do a horrible job explaining this movie. But it's, it says it's a dark fantasy comedy drama. And it's, um, it's about a genie and played by Idris Elba. And Tilda, oh, yeah. Tilda Swinton finds the the genie's bottle, and um, uh, it looks insane. It looks like when you first saw the trailer for Mad Max Fury Road, it it be comparable. It's, it just looks mm-hmm. like you get a simple concept, and then it just the trailer goes off. And um, uh, yeah, he's such a wild mind. I just like what he comes up with, and yeah, yeah, it's interesting always. Um, actually, I have here's the premise: um, <clears throat> a scholar content with life encounters a, a jinn, which is a genie, mm-hmm. um, who offers her three wishes in exchange for his freedom. Their conversation in a hotel room in Istanbul leads to consequences neither would have expected. Hmm. Um, so yeah, Idris Elba, who's fucking awesome and everything, Tilda right. Swinton, she's great. Um, yeah, and it's supposed to be released um, in the United States uh, August thirty first, twenty twenty two. I just saw the trailer. I didn't know it was going to be a. I didn't know they were making this movie. And uh, yeah, I, I, heard I recommend about it with the trailer. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. I recommend uh, people check out the trailer just to kind of get the the vibe, the the tone. Mm-hmm. It looks it looks crazy. I haven't watched the trailer yet. I just heard about it, and then it, it premiered at Con Film Festival the other day, and they said it got like a ten minute standing ovation. Which oh, that wow. kind of happens minutes. sometimes. Yeah, how that kind of happens is sometimes. a long time. <laughs> yeah. Some movies do that there because of the way I don't know their culture is. You know, uh, to celebrate film and stuff or cinema. You know, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I, I wonder about that. But I'm a I'm a big fan of his, even if stuff. That I don't like. I'm not a fan of the like early, like the very first Mad Max, the mm-hmm. Road Warrior, whatever. Is like mm-hmm. okay. They get better with the sequels almost to me, right? Um, and until Fury Road, which I think I think it's just like there's so much. It's like a symphony of destruction. It's just so crazy. Yeah, what a great way to put on it. Right? Yeah, Metallica, so. hell yeah, brother. <laughs> no way, that's Megadeth. That one I did fuck up. That was legit. Oh, I did fuck see. that one up. Oh, I forgot to listen to my metal music. Who did you guys recommend? Seven. Seven Dust. Seven Dust. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I gotta listen to that. I'll, I'll I'll send you some specific songs okay, cool, on cool, that cool. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I missed that from last week. But uh, yeah, yeah, George Miller's stuff is always just interesting, and uh, if anything, so <laughs> this one I, I need to watch the trailer for it. But I, mm-hmm. I heard about it, and I was like, I I hadn't known about it until the trailer was out, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, I'll I'll check it out just because it's him, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, August 31st, like you said, Hector, is when it comes out. And August is one of those months where literally every year of my life, I have been surprised that there are 31 days in August <laughs> where I'm like, this like, can't oh. be right. I think I think they fucked up this calendar yeah. this year. And I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. wait, no, I guess it's yeah, I guess that's consistent because September has 30 days. I don't know why it throws me off every time, uh, but it does. Brent mm-hmm. looks into the camera. Is this real life? Yeah. <laughs> or is this just fantasy? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's cool though, yeah. I'll have to check that out when it comes yeah, out. Yeah, um, George I'll Miller. Check out the trailer also, now, but George yeah. Miller also did Babe, Pig in the City. He did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's wild. He did Happy Feet one and two. Yeah, mm-hmm. another yeah. Yeah, crazy. He was gonna do a Justice League. I think that would have been a that one. That. I was excited for. Oh yeah, that would have been so interesting to see. It, his it was gonna be like CG, I think, like or motion capture CG or something. Oh, maybe yeah, on the cusp of that, you know, yeah, technology mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, yeah, and they even had cast people, and yeah, it was interesting. I wonder if they're going to have to edit out all of Army Hammer's cannibalism or not. Yeah, like I, I, that's yeah. that's got to be difficult. Or lean into it. I mean, it could be. Yeah. yeah. What do you What do you do? You know. You, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but in the Social Network, mm-hmm. where he plays twins, he actually played triplets, but the third one was a cannibal. <laughs> they had to edit all of that. Oh, I thought the out. other two ate him. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Halfway through yes. the movie, and they're like, "Well, we can't explain what this now. To we just got to take him out." Uh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, that would have, yeah, it would have been an interesting, you know, different version as, as opposed to the, the mm-hmm. Snyder Justice League we got. Either either cut nope. of Justice League we got, so. Um, did did yeah. you hear that the, the Snyder Jeez. fans were, like, upset and, like, angry about the recent Warner Brothers Discovery, like, little, um, they had, like, some presentation they put on. Mm-hmm. They were like, they didn't mention anything about the Snyderverse. Like, God... Please calm down. Yeah, like, just let it go. Just, guys, you have to know that right. there's not going to be any more of this, right? Like, he's moved on, it sounds like. He's just yeah. doing shit for Netflix at this point. Yeah, I mean, and he seems to be good with that. That's, uh, that's fine. They like, got to be good with that. I don't necessarily need his concentric circles to merge with mine at mm-hmm. any point, you know? Like, we watched that, uh, what was that, Army of the Dead movie <laughs> last yeah. year. I was like, oh, yeah, all right, I'm... I think mm-hmm. I might be tapping out, you know. Yeah, and then they had the sequel or the spinoff, Army of Thieves or mm-hmm. whatever about oh. the the code yeah. breaker, like the safe cracker or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes it, I the, I only know about it because sometimes it shows up on my Netflix as I'm scrolling mm-hmm. through. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> that ex- so, that also exists. It wasn't part for of me, me so. wants to watch that because mm-hmm. I do like that character in that movie, mm-hmm. and it, and it appears like I, I believe it's a different director. It's like set in that world, yeah, but a, a different yeah. director, and you could tell because it's in. Uh, what do you call it? Focus. Oh, uh, it's a focus the whole time. You can see what's going on. Uh, so I, I do like that. Like, I'm going to do my own thing here. I'm going to put this mm-hmm. in focus. I'm going to put yeah. this in focus. It's like this weird artistic <laughs> interpretation. Yeah, but, you know. uh, where do you stand on Zack Snyder, Hector? Um, what do you think? Uh, I think his first film that he did with, uh, I think, um, was it not James Gunn wrote the first, uh, that, that Dawn of the Dead remake? Oh, yeah. Uh, I I'm, like not a, remake. I'm, not a, I'm not a huge horror fan. Uh, head but like i did grow up watching a lot of horror movies um and uh dawn of the dead the his first movie um i think is one of the best remakes of any movie not just horror it's movies awesome yeah uh, that's great i love the intro to that movie it just kind of like mm-hmm. if that were to really happen that's how the, the state of the world would be i think 
so um, quick and yeah yeah and just little chaotic. girls chasing you trying to eat you yeah mm-hmm. my worst nightmare um and then <laughs> uh and then what was the second one um was it 300 or what yeah he did 300 yeah i i, I like 300 i like 300 a lot when it came out and i right uh I remember rewatching it and still liking it, but it's probably not aged that well. Probably, maybe, maybe it's aged fine. Um, but uh, I'm just trying to make sure I don't overhype it because I hadn't seen it in so long. Um, right. And then um, I am a big fan of that Watchmen movie. I'm a big fan uh-huh. of the Watchmen book, separate from the movie, and I'm fran- I'm a fan of the movie, and I'm also a fan of the TV show, and all for separate reasons. Oh yeah. Um, TV but, show's killer. God. But uh, I, 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 I'm a big fan of what he did with the movie. I know the people who um, consider the book sacred and stuff. They're like, ah, oh, fuck the movie. But uh, I, I really liked uh, it. It showcases his abilities as a visual storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, when he starts to do stuff on his own, like where he writes the stuff, that's where it really kind of shows that his weaknesses. Like, um, wasn't there a movie that he did about some owls or something like that, right? <laughs> Legends War. of the Guardians. Yeah. The Owls of Gaul. Yeah. And <laughs> I knew Gaul is in there somewhere. Yeah. I, remember, I remember seeing that. I watched it once when it came out. I don't yeah. remember. It's like a CGI animated thing and yeah. whatever. And then he did yeah. Sucker Punch the next year. Sucker Punch. So, okay. Yeah. So Sucker yeah. Punch comes out and that trailer, that's that's where I was getting at with uh, with his like, mm-hmm. ult, like when he, um, passion projects really shows that he's not that great of a uh, story. He's a great visual storyteller. Exactly. But, He'd be a great cinematographer. Yeah. Um, uh, with, uh, but his storytelling is hit or miss. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with Sucker Punch, um, I remember seeing that trailer, and I was just blown away. I was like, I cannot wait for this. Like, it looks so awesome. And I remember watching it, and, like, it's so jarring how um, one section of the movie you're watching an action sequence, and it's the coolest thing you've ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm. And then it goes, then it switches to some kind of like dramatic stuff at the, um, whatever the whorehouse or whatever the setting right. was with the, mm-hmm. with the girls and, uh, Oscar Isaac. And that stuff is just like a slog. Like it's just mm-hmm. so not interesting and just weird. And then it goes back to being the coolest thing you've ever seen in your life <laughs> yeah. with dragons it's like a and weird roller coaster yeah. and uh, jerking you around. Yeah. So like that one's hard to watch. And then the, just the, the um his the Snyderverse stuff is just like mm-hmm. it's so drab and dark and like mm-hmm. DC for me growing up like that was supposed to like I, I get Batman supposed to be like uh, really dark and and gritty and stuff but not but the he's entirety. the one yes exactly not he, the entirety he's the one. Of the DC. yeah yeah uh-huh. so I, I I don't care that I, I don't care that he had to make the rest of the DC universe dark like Batman. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not a big fan of those movies. Um, but yeah, right on. I, I, I like Zack Snyder. Um, I just not all his stuff. Yeah, it's hit or miss. I think I agree with most of your things. And then that Dawn mm-hmm. of the Dead remake, I think, is still really great. And uh, Watchmen, I think, gr- like 300, I liked more. And over time, I've liked it okay. less. Watchmen, I like. I've liked more over time. The more I've watched it, yeah. and I think the TV show. It's so it's like totally different, but it also kind of helped me be like, oh, that was that's just a cool universe, mm-hmm. you know, to be a part of. And I, uh, that's nice. I actually liked Sucker Punch when it came out, but I think it's because most people hated it so much that my expectations were really low. And I was like, oh, this is pretty okay. cool, but I don't watch it regularly. I haven't seen mm-hmm. it in a while. And I wonder mm-hmm. about revisiting it. It's like it's an OK memory for me. 
And I feel like if I did revisit it, I would probably not like it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, but you're looking for moments. it to be a, a TX memory is what you're trying to do. Make it more recent. Yeah, like Texas. It was an Oklahoma memory for you when you first exactly. watched it. Now it's, yeah, and that's I, a Texas one. If I one. keep it there, mm-hmm. then it's it's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> if I bring it here, I'm not so sure it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want to cross that line. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. interesting though. Mm-hmm. Um, he is kind of a, a filmmaker. Some people really love. I think a yeah. lot of us really are, are in the middle though. They you know we're the central time yeah. zone of Zack Snyder fans. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, uh, exactly. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Central coast here. Yeah. Central coast. On, hey, baby. on Snyder Island. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm like Brent though too, where like I can't seem to follow him everywhere. Like I, it's, he's not he's not a a director that I follow just because it's him. It yeah, depends for sure. on it depends on him and the, the project, I guess. Or I guess yeah, more the, the most, project. Yeah. The most I followed him is just because of the DCEU and following yeah. what he did with it. Yeah. But otherwise, I don't. There, there's yeah. some there's some cool stuff that he's done with the DCEU, but not all of it. It, it kind of reminds me of like some uh, some of the X Men. Um, Fox movies where like even X-Men Origins Wolverines it's not a good movie but you can like you can pick stuff that's cool mm. out of it and right. Will I Am Will I Am is in that's it of course yeah. mainly I was <laughs> thinking about yeah. most gangster rapper of all time yes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah they could tame him they can tame anyone oh yeah I can't think of any uh, Will I, I Am songs right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> try to, it's alright um, but, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah with his stuff um, uh and also, I don't think he liked Superman as a character, which is kind of heartbreaking because Henry Cavill's fucking great as Superman, but he hasn't mm-hmm. been able to be in a good Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's so. an interesting point. Yeah. I mean, uh, Man of Steel is fine. It's just, mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, they they make him so brute. He, he's, he's great is what I'm saying is Henry Cavill's great. He deserves his own right. bright and shiny Superman movie. It'd be really cool to see him that way, yeah. Mm-hmm. I Every time I think of Man of Steel, I, I immediately picture that image of a young Clark Kent. You know, he's standing in his backyard. His uh, laundry's hung up in the, in the backyard. He's hanging out with his dog. Oh. He's got a red cape on. Yeah. It's like, Clark, who are you pretending to be? Because the only reason people do that is to pretend to be you as an adult wearing that red cape, which you've uh, not received yet. Throughout that movie now. Had he already gone around the world and changed time and stuff? Is that why? Could have been. Maybe that's maybe, it. Maybe yeah. this is a reboot we just don't know about. Yep. Um, <laughs> well, before we, we jump into the main topic, I wanted to mention uh, a weird sort of mini topic. Uh, a more personal story for me is that uh, a follow-up, sort of follow-up to our El Tashin of the Christ episode, where yeah. uh, we talked a lot about our religious upbringing, or my, my specifically my religious upbringing and, uh, and our, our thoughts about religion over time and then uh, getting into that movie. And uh, a lot of my stuff is is based on growing up with my parents and mm-hmm. them bringing me to church and how they kind of over time became more religious. And that's been like a contentious point for us uh, since I've become more agnostic and atheistic mm-hmm. and stuff. So uh, my parents visited last weekend, though, and I just wanted to bring it up because they were super awesome. And they did not bring up religion for the nah. first time in so wow. long. And it <laughs> yeah. was so great and so healing for me mm-hmm. to not have to deal with it and just be like, oh, I could just hang out with my parents. And we just mm-hmm. yeah. did fun things together. My dad and I, my dad came. He's a, he has a shop and he's he's wired his whole shop. He plumbed his whole shop, all the stuff. He's done all the things that uh, he had a belt basically and he did everything else. So he came and he helped me wire up my garage for power and lights and all this stuff so I could have it ready for like a little sh- workshop for me. And uh, it was just a great time, and it was really nice to, after that episode, and I felt kind of, 
weird about that episode, putting it out in the world and putting my viewpoints out there. And I didn't want to hurt specifically their feelings if they were to ever get a hold of that. Uh, but I also wanted to live my truth a little bit. And it was so nice to, to just be accepted by them for once and kind of be like, hey, we can all get along and have mm-hmm. different viewpoints. And uh, they even they used to like always wrote me into praying for for meals mm-hmm. and stuff. And I would do it out of, you know, just to not make a big deal. But this time we had lunch and I was still making mine and they just kind of prayed quietly by themselves. And I was like, exactly. That's all it needs to be is your thing. It's not my thing. And it was so cool. Yeah. So just wanted to throw that out there since we had done that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh it was nice to 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 experience them in this way and uh, and just have a good time together. So uh, it kind of helped me be like, see, Christians are nice and cool, and like <laughs> they don't have to shove it down your throat the whole time. So mm-hmm. it was really rad. I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, I love great, it yeah. if you like um, had your phone in your hand and you were just ready to play <laughs> Motley Crue "Shout at the Devil" at any point. Just like I'll do it. Oh my god, pull the trigger. You know. Yeah, but that <laughs> is that is nice. Great. Like I, your your uh, your parents have never said anything like religious to me or yeah, whatever. Right. Like I've sneezed in front of them, and they're just like, "Ah, sh- I, should we? I <laughs> should don't, we? <laughs> I don't know. I'm a, I don't know what I don't know what to do with oh this brown gosh, man. I don't amazing. know. But um, but yeah, like that's that's very heartwarming to hear. Like yeah, it's, it was you've, awesome, you've made man. some progress there, so that's that's incredible. Yeah, and I just really like that after that episode. Like it has nothing to do with that. It's just mm-hmm. that got me thinking about like in general. I it just doesn't really touch my life that much. I don't think about it, but it obviously does around my parents. And then if we talk about it on the episode, of course, I'm going to think about it a lot. And it was so nice yeah. to be so close together like that and be like, hey, everything's a little bit better. And it kind of helped me, uh, you know, heal a little bit. So it's nice. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, s- spending time together with family, parents, especially to siblings and stuff, um, it's super mm-hmm. important. Like my my family, we're all over the like my the nuclear family, I should guess. So my parents, my mm-hmm. siblings, their spouses, my nieces and nephews, like we're all over the place. Like, right. Reli- I have I'm agnostic. I have a, my youngest brother's atheist. My other, my middle brother's a pastor at a church with oh, his wow. wife. My oh, mom, my mom wild. raised this Christian. My dad was an atheist. Now he's cre- like, he's even more like this. Is, this is how crazy my dad. <laughs> I don't mean crazy. I mean, yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. In, a, in, a, in a bad way, but like this is how unique of a scenario it is. <laughs> yes, yeah. there yeah. you go. Thank you. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to offend anybody. Um, uh, and I love my dad dearly. Like. Um, but uh, he uh, would take me as a kid to go watch horror movies and like um, samurai movies and kung fu movies mm-hmm. where like I think he took me when I was like five or six to go watch uh, Shogun Assassin. And um, mm-hmm. so that's the type of dad growing up. Like right. He just like everything, all kinds of secular stuff. My mom was uh, the Christian. And uh, but now he he. Um, he complains if I recommend a movie to him. Well, he'll ask me for the recommendations, and I give him mm-hmm. a recommendation, and he's like, oh, I thought it was great, and there's a lot of good action, and um, this and that, but the the cursing, oh, my goodness, the cursing. My parents are yeah. all about that, too, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Dad, it was a gangster movie, like... Right. <laughs> like, it was uh, the Sopranos movie, or whatever. What do you, like... What do you expect? You're yeah. you're about to get shot. You're and you're in one of these movies. You're about to get shot, and you just say "oh poo," like right, yeah. <laughs> like, what? Like so, I'm trying to explain this to him. He's like, "Well, it's just inappropriate and this and that and like." And I was like, "Dad," and there's there's violence and you know, um, and the Bible like, okay and stuff like violence, that. But yeah, that's words. what that's essentially what he was telling me. He was like, "Well, right, I'm okay yeah. with the violence, but like, uh, the cursing's just like, like what's what's worse, getting." like shot in the head 
right. or or somebody dropping an F-bomb. Like, way the two, like, so I get in these conversations. I'm totally, man. It's wild. I, yeah, mm-hmm. my parents, I, we watched, I showed them two movies when they were here, Dazed and Confused, because they, oh, they graduated in 1975. Yeah. Dazed and Confused takes place graduation day 1976, so I wanted to get yeah. their opinion about what it looked like. They said it was hit or miss on some of the things, just just so that's kind of fun out there. But uh, and but it has a lot of cursing in it. And yes. my, my mom mentioned it afterwards. Like she didn't say anything during it, but afterwards she did. And then mm-hmm. I showed them um, Kings of Summer, uh, which is a Jordan Vought Roberts independent movie. The guy that he did uh, Kong Scott Island. Um, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The independent movie he did and it has a lot of good actors in it. Stuff like the kids are great, but they also it's like teenagers that are sick of their parents and they go live in the woods. They like run away and live in the woods, and so like they're young rebellious kids, so they cuss a lot and stuff. And I could I could sense my mom cringe every time they cursed, and I was like, it's just mm-hmm. words, it's just words. Yeah, yeah. I yes, didn't even yeah. think about it. Recommending it to her, I was like, oh, this movie's really sweet because it's mm-hmm. about this coming of age story and like fathers and sons and how they relate to each other and like getting back into each other's lives and blah blah blah. And I was like, oh, it's so sweet. I didn't remember that they they say the F word like 50 times, mm-hmm. you know. I literally mm-hmm. don't even hear it. I don't think about it. No, but my mom right, does. Yeah. 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 So it was I'm, fun I'm to, to show of, them those, though. I'm kind of, when it comes to cursing, I I, I love cursing. It's <laughs> like, awesome. There, there's definitely, though, people overusing it, like mm-hmm. dropping too many F-bombs. And it takes the bite away. From, it takes the yeah, yeah, I agree with the, that. Um, the, the power away from it when you overuse yeah, it. Does. it. But uh, I love fucking cussing. So, uh, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but no, um, yeah. uh, it feels but, good. But um, yeah. with my family, um, I think it's super important. Like we and we all get together and and cuss and, together. Yeah, I cuss together. Just scream into a cave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do the uh, oh hand- poo poo. Yeah. <laughs> we do the hand motion for fisting at the dinner table. Of course, yeah. <laughs> That just means I want a bread roll. Yeah. 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 Um, no. Hey, Ma, where's this stuffing go? Just right up the turkey's ass. Just like this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we all we all get along, and we all stay in touch, and we all enjoy getting together. You know what's, what, what's funny, though, too, is um, at work here, because I live, uh, we've established I live in Chicago, and only <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. Um, my, yeah, my, right. parents, my parents retired to Puerto Rico. My siblings all live in Arizona, and um, when we uh, when we get together, um, we just let it fly. We talk about anything, politics, and and it's not like we're all in the same spectrum po- politically either, mm-hmm. and um, and and religiously we're all over the spectrum. But like for some reason, I don't know. I'm 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 attributing it to the way my mom raised us. I guess mm. is that. We don't have. I never feel like we have to hold. Like I have to hold back with my political mm-hmm. um, um, thoughts or uh, opinions or my religious opinions. That's good. Yeah. And and they don't. Everybody's I, opinions valid. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. We don't mm-hmm. decide we're not going to talk to each other anymore. You know. And, and, right. Um. And like I said, that's the nuclear family. That's my parents and my siblings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And uh, I think that's. I think it's a healthy way. To, to be, I think. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm glad for you, Stephen. That uh, thank I mean, you. Yeah. That bond between you guys, you know, like, and, and that's the other thing too, is that like I think giving credit to my parents uh, for raising us um, the way they did is uh, is that if we were all Christian and all on the left or the right or whatever, like. Then I'd be like, "Huh? Did we get brainwashed? Right. Or yeah. That, yeah. We're, that we're all kind of 
all over the spectrum politically and religiously tells me that they gave us kind of yeah some free will or i mean just the way they raise us and stuff come so, to your own conclusions yes yeah. exactly right and yeah, yeah still that's love rad. Us and, yeah yeah so it's uh yeah in my family i felt like i had been tiptoeing around it for years like mm-hmm. i'm not really allowed to say my political or religious viewpoints it's mm-hmm. not i don't know maybe i am but i just feel like awkward mm-hmm. about it and i'm so different from from what i was raised and stuff and so uh this felt healing in that way that it was like oh it's i can be how who i want to be and they're mm-hmm. they'll accept that like it, it, it basically felt like they're getting older and they just want their kids to be happy and they've said that for a long time, but and I felt it, but this time it really felt like, oh, I'm accepted for having these mm-hmm. viewpoints. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. now I feel more open to the next vi- mm-hmm. visits that I could be. Like, sometimes it's, it's almost like I dread them just because I'm like, know that those conversations are going to happen and they're hard right. and I don't want to have to get into it. And now I'm like, oh, it's okay. And like, I could say my piece and it would all be fine. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was That's just good. really nice. It was a good visit. And uh, I felt uh, like energized since it basically where I'm like, Things are good. I'm like, I'm doing okay as an adult. I'm making mm-hmm. it, you know. So yeah. it's been pretty rad. But uh, well, that's good. There will be some, uh, reli- a little bit at least, of religious talk uh, today with this movie because the Revolution, the Matrix series uh, in totals has a lot of parables and stuff and uh, oh, yeah. a lot of interesting things. So uh, we'll definitely get into that. So what do you say we jump into the main topic now with uh, Matrix Revolutions? Uh, so this was released in 2003. Again, it was written and directed by the Wachowskis, mm-hmm. uh, which we've talked about a lot. Um, I'll go through the cast list real quick. Um, obviously, we have Keanu Reeves returning as Neo, Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus, Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity, Hugo Weaving as Smith, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is back as Naomi from the the last film. Um, we have a lot of the the same people. I think was it in Reloaded that we we did get the new Oracle. Or is she just in Revolutions? I forgot. She, she was just in Revolutions. Oh, okay. the previous this, yeah. actress. So she's new. Okay, so movie. Mary mm-hmm. Alice is the new Oracle. The previous actress had uh, had passed away during filming, and she she hadn't finished mm-hmm. this film. Um, so as I understood it, they filmed Reloaded and Revolutions, and then the cutscenes for Into the Matrix video game all at the same time, and uh, they just hadn't finished her stuff. But they explained it away pretty well. I actually kind of like it. I, I liked that first actress so much, but the new mm-hmm. one is also... Just as great. I, I kind of like them both uh, for different reasons. Um, but uh, let's see who else we got. Uh, Harold Perrineau, I still don't know if I say that right, mm-hmm. as Link. And Tanvir K. Atwal as uh, Sati, the little girl. I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she mm-hmm. becomes kind of a big character in this. Uh, Colin Chow as Seraf, um, known as Gay as Z, who's Link's uh, girlfriend or wife, I guess. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Steven. Uh-oh. She was right up my alley. Oh tell yeah, you what. that's a Brent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brent. Uh, uh, similarly, there's a, an actress in Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers that's also very much up my alley. <laughs> but, uh Was she real? No. Oh, okay. you get the real deal. <laughs> very real. Because you animated either way, that might be more up your alley. Honestly, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why you we have to build these these walls between real and hand drawn yeah. <laughs> made up people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other ones I'll say real quick is Anthony Wong is ghost because we had talked about him being in the yeah. of the Matrix video game. We were wondering what happens to him. And there's a little you see him a little bit, but you don't really get a whole yeah. lot. Right. We don't. They kind of just like you're the best gunner we have. Go back there. That's the last I remember seeing him. Uh, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, it's like but, uh, it's like yeah. that season of Family Matters where the middle daughter goes <laughs> yeah. upstairs and never comes down again. Yeah. You know, is that trope. She was crowded, man. Yeah. We hired too many actors for this. We don't we don't need right. as many people. I think that I think that's exactly what happened to Ghost in this movie. You don't see yeah, him ever like, again. After, they're like, go in the back. Yeah. We never yeah. see him again. But he's like one of two main characters in that video mm-hmm. game, which is just so yeah. funny because we were like, oh, yeah, this guy's great. Like, what happens to mm-hmm. him? Nothing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Um, you know, I, I since especially because we have you on the the episode, Hector, uh, I do want to shout out the Matrix. Like, I, it's not my favorite franchise, but I do appreciate them putting this much effort into making a diverse cast of like characters that you see in it. Oh like, yeah, especially in that era. Yeah, yeah, like there's there's multiple black actors in mm-hmm. this movie that all have like different viewpoints and th- yeah. they're they're it, it's not just pigeonholing no. one minority to be this one thing you know same thing with there's some indian people there's uh i don't know if there's any are there hispanic people in this um i think so i think the girl not girl the woman that z is with and uh she's got the little launcher thing to take down the Oh yeah, I think oh, she, okay. she was the short she hair, kind of the a, buzz cut. Yeah, yeah, she kind of had a Hispanic look to her. Kind of, um, yeah. yeah, she did. Cat, um, yeah, I, Gina I, Torres I, is her. Oh no, that's a different one. No, that's the sister. Well, uh, Gina Torres is in it. And she's black yeah. and Hispanic. I'm pretty there sure. You go. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up because, like, I'm uh, me personally, identity politics. I just think it's just a bore. But I do like when, and I did notice it in this movie and in the franchise and, uh, as a whole, that they were kind of ahead of the curve mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. when so. it comes to just like, let's just get good people in here and it doesn't matter whether, you know. Um, look, we're going to have everyone act stiffly anyway. So let's <laughs> yeah, just make them interesting right, to look right, at. Right, right. You know? um, but I, I do know, I can tell when they're <clears> uh, checking off like when a movie is doing mm-hmm. it um, a ham fisted, ham handedly, or whatever the term is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> turkey fistedly. Turkey fistedly. When when it feels forced. <laughs> when it feels forced, yeah. I can tell. There was there's a movie with Selma Hayek and um, what was it? It was a movie out recently. It was like a romantic. No, who's the not who's the boss? <laughs> or uh, I'm the boss or something like that was Tony Danza. Yeah, he's uh yeah, he's no, no, no. Uh, no, you, you remember? Boy, it was. It, was, uh, it had uh, Tip, Tiffany Haddish and yes. um, British uh, Rose Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne, in it, yes, yeah. that movie oh, I exactly. I like the movie. That's fun. Well, that, that was a good movie. I just love Rose Byrne. It, it wasn't a good movie, but it was but, fun. Uh, Billy Porter oh, has. Okay a role in it and that is like one of the funniest fucking okay. scenes he like has a breakdown at a restaurant and yeah. i laugh my ass off so hard at and it I, and i like all those people uh, uh-huh. i like rose burn some high i like tiffany hash all the i like I, all, yeah. but the, watching the trailer i was like this looks like they plant like i don't know it seems too forced the the diversity like it doesn't feel natural a, a little bit stunt casted is, yeah. is kind of what it okay. felt like um, yeah a, a, another good example uh, along with the matrix when it comes to diversity where, where it feels natural is mm-hmm. um the spider-man movies especially uh, i'm sorry the the tom holland spider-man movies especially that first mm-hmm. one where mm-hmm. okay you've got tom holland um white young white guy but like you surround him with like mm-hmm. a diverse cast Ned and, and, yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah all of them yeah and, and it didn't feel like it doesn't feel forced, and I I, I appreciate that. Just when, how schools are now, yeah. Yes, exactly. How, yeah. When I don't notice it till after, mm-hmm. but when if I notice it right away, I'm like, oh, this movie feels like it hates white men or it hates men or and and. That's a fair viewpoint. You know, <laughs> we do suck. Uh, I, I just uh, when it feels like it's picking on any group, then I don't. I'm like, Ugh, come on. Yeah. But but this feels. Uh, and also, when's this supposed to? When's the Matrix supposed to take place? Like time was, at some point we're gonna have more diversity, a hundred yeah. years from now or whatever. You know, like just it's, how it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
I think I they did like, good with that. Yeah, the, I, the Wachowski I like the way the Wachowski, yeah, the Wachowski, and they've been like yeah. that with all their projects. Mm -hmm. That uh, Sense Eight, I think, is very diverse. Yeah, and and, and in a in a good way, in a I, diversity is a good thing. But it, when it feels forced, it's, it feels me, natural. It, it turns me off when it feels forced. Yeah, but this is good, and I feel like too. There's a lot that they put out there in these movies that I didn't realize until watching them now, and then reading about them and uh, like people in the lgbtq communities have talked about these movies being good for them as like mm -hmm. a coming out allegory yeah. for mm -hmm. decades and for years now and it's like oh there's a lot more than i ever saw there and they and looking back on it now it's like oh there's there's a lot of great subtext here um yes. and the diversity just in general feels so natural and and mm -hmm. good for that like i don't know everybody in zion is just whatever and they all seem to be like they're all against they're all united against the machines and they're all mm -hmm. the humans are the people it doesn't matter Right. Uh, not like the we don't see color, but just like, no, we're all the same. It's fine. And right. uh, it just feels good in this movie and like to see everybody united that way. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I just I like how the, the whole cast lines out for these movies. And then now that I've seen them uh, over time and I've really grown to like this series a lot more than I ever did, mm -hmm. um, I'm just super into it. So I'm, I'm very excited mm -hmm. to get your opinions on it. Um, Hector in, in particular, obviously, we've been doing this series for the whole month. So mm -hmm. um, we've gotten a lot of our viewpoints. I'm sorry, what, what month is that, Stephen? Matrix. Mm -hmm. uh, just rolls off the tongue. Uh, people love it. <laughs> people love it. Uh, yeah. But I'm curious for your your history with the Matrix series, uh, and then specifically this movie. Um, what you remember of seeing at midnight, or, or yeah. when you saw it, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, first of all, Keanu Reeves had me at whoa. Oh, um, <laughs> doesn't he I always? Think he's great. Uh, yes, he's uh, his acting. We, we do forgive uh, his acting ability, but like I think if you place him in the right role, then he's fantastic for it. Like. This, for example, mm -hmm. The Matrix, uh, John Wick. I think he's great for it, yeah. Um, if you get him in the... It, to me, he's kind of like a Kevin Costner, where, like, uh, you just get him in the right role, and he just knocks it out of the park. And mm -hmm. you just got to find that right project for him, or he's, he's got to find the right project, I guess. But um, The Postman. Yeah. yeah, we, all yeah. we all remember. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is The Postman. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Matrix... you have any new mail for me? <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Wait, I do have a letter for you. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, he's great. It's crazy that um, his career, his career trajectory. I mean, mm. you know, uh, Bill and Ted and, and then and then Speed and then Matrix and then oh, yeah. John Wick. It's, it's 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 who would have expected his career to be yeah. turn out this way? But um, I love it. Yeah. I like all the things mm. you just mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I I remember um, I'm I'm 45, so I don't know what age I was when the major trailers started coming out, but I remember mm -hmm. them pretty vividly. I remember, I, I, and I love that um, kind of thing about uh, the, some movies like A Cloverfield, or um, I'm trying to think of other movies that way, where like there's so much secrecy, and mm -hmm. um, when the trailer, like uh, with the project, when they're rolling it out, promotional wise, promotion wise. And uh, this one, I remember, it was like, what is the Matrix? And that's all they were giving you. And mm -hmm. the trailers were really vague, but really cool looking. And um, the uh, the Internet isn't what it was. It wasn't what it was. What yeah. It became. What it's become, yeah. Yeah. So there was all this kind of extra kind of um, mystique to it. And um, I've seen all I've seen all four movies in the theater. Okay. Uh, including right this, on. and I, I'm pretty sure Reloaded and um, 
what's the name of this one? Reservations, realization. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So you do it too, again. Revolutions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one for the um, Matrix, please. Yeah. Um, uh, I saw this one in the theater. Um, yes, uh, uh, midnight showing. Mm-hmm. Right um, on. Yeah, yeah, it was a thing I, to do I, then for sure. I, I love. I, I you know also uh, my um, sentiments are. Uh, what your guys's are uh, when you guys were talking about it on the last episode was mm-hmm. that um, it, it it is pretty layered um, more than you would think because at first mm-hmm. you're just like oh all the you know the action sequences and the kung fu and all this other stuff and, and you um, kind of the the, the 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 layered kind of um, subtext and stuff kind of gets outshined by all the mm-hmm. spectacle. Um, when the trailers for the fourth one, um, Resurrections, came out, um, that kind of reignited my excitement for this franchise. Same, yeah. Because I, I guess enough time had passed that I was just like, I'd forgotten how much I was into. into mm-hmm. the, the first movie is like fucking awesome, like one of the best movies ever made. Like, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, the uh, the... The last one, the fourth one, um, uh, I have my feelings on it, and I went and watched it. Like I said, I watched it in the theater, but mm-hmm. uh, I really appreciate just the the trailer, the trailers for Resurrections for the last film. Really, just ignited my my excitement for it. I was so excited for it. Um, count, um, and it kind of in contrast with like the Avatar stuff that's the new Avatar mm-hmm. movies coming out. Like that's a franchise where like no one ever fucking talks about that franchise in the mm-hmm. same way we talk about Star Wars or the Marvel movies mm-hmm. or the Matrix, where we're like speculating why what did this mean or what's gonna happen with this character or I think this character is gonna do this. That James and I love James Cameron movies, mm-hmm. but like the Avatar franchise, I'm like no one gets excited the same way. Yeah, yeah. People get excited like about this franchise, for example. Yeah. Well, you know, all they need to do for that is like in the because we've seen the teaser for mm-hmm. was it like the Shape of Water or some <laughs> shit? Oh wait, right. no, that's that that <laughs> other movie. What the Way of Water or whatever? Uh, yeah. um, we haven't seen the actual like trailer. We've just seen a teaser. It's just like some like what the visuals will look like or whatever. Whenever they release the actual trailer, all they have to do is put a red cat person in there and people will lose their goddamn minds be like, oh, why is it red? They yeah. just stayed outside. It, it got like a, a tan. When they get a tan, <laughs> they turn from blue to red. It's yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all it's going to take. Uh, They're going to call it hashtag MAGA cat. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, wow. Brent's dogs really did not like that joke. <laughs> hey, Avatar fans. Yeah, big Avatar fans. Um, I was going to say that uh, I... I also got really excited for the Matrix series with that that trailer for Resurrections, yeah. mm-hmm. and I I have hated the sequels for years and years. And the fact that I got excited for the sequel, I, I felt like I was I was leading myself down a terrible train or whatever. Like it's mm-hmm. not going to be good once I see the movie, but I did like it. Mm-hmm. And then you know I. It, I, I don't know why I was so excited for it when I had such a bad experience with the sequels right. previously. Right. However, I love that you compared it to Avatar, the new, uh, the new one, because 
it's been out for like two weeks. That trailer's been out for like two weeks or something like that. I still have not seen it. Yeah. I I'm I don't want to discount James Cameron. Anybody that ever does, he right. always over delivers right. and he makes the biggest movie of all time mm-hmm. over and over again. Right. But it just doesn't feel like people were that excited about it. And I I haven't even cared to watch the trailer. Whenever I did like Avatar, I have liked that movie and uh, mm-hmm. what it did for the medium yeah. and everything, the mm-hmm. technology. But why did this movie that I hated the sequels get me really excited? It's so weird. There's something about it that drew me yes. back to it. Yeah. And it's been great to revisit them. I've really come around on them. So. I find the same thing. Yeah, because I, I feel like uh, with I mentioned before that the first Matrix is fucking one of the best movie experience it's really but, great so yeah. then the sequels have to live up to that and they don't but still you like being immersed in that world yeah and that's what i've gotten that's what i from this viewing of uh reallocations or um re, re uh <laughs> revolutions <laughs> um, yeah. it's just i like being in that world mm. and and then all the 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 thoughts that it like uh it, it gets you it gets you, there's there's depth to it um, that, uh, yeah, people don't, that people overlook and For forget, sure. a, forget about, I guess. Uh, There's so much that I'm like, they literally say it and like someone just says something and I never remembered that it was like a big plot point mm-hmm. or like even a small thing that I just like, I just wasn't paying attention. I didn't understand the story I was being told. And I, I'm incredibly excited to watch the new one, uh, Resurrections after this, now that I've watched Revolutions last night, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I gotta know where the story goes. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so different than what we expected, Mm -hmm. but I really liked it, and I'm excited to to hit it up again. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, Another question I had for you, Hector, was that last week, I had forgotten to do this with our last guest, Darren. We did our first uh, Matrix episode with Josh and Sarah. We did our our Matrix hacker names, and I didn't even write everybody's down. I remember Sarah's was Samantha because I thought that was really funny because that's what Olaf says in Frozen, and she was still stuck on that. Um, I can't remember what everybody else said, uh, but we didn't ask Darren. I texted him afterwards and it was like hey i forgot to ask you your matrix hacker name and he was like thank god you didn't ask me on the show i would have just sat blank for 10 minutes yeah. trying to think of it so i'm gonna call him mute uh okay. he is our, our mute <laughs> friend um but i'm curious did you if you want to think about it throughout the show or whatever if you have a, a matrix hacker name of what you would be yeah i'm right there with darren yeah i'm uh he a, said he would don't do it on the air and i yeah. did it to you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've always uh yeah um i don't know uh i'll go because uh when you mentioned ghost earlier and that character mm-hmm. and i remember the video game yeah, yeah i was like on. oh fucking cool another cool character with a sweet ass mm-hmm. hacker name and right. then they and then they just don't really they don't do showcase them in any kind of way he's like yeah, captain um, phasma on the new yeah, Star Wars yeah, trilogy, like uh, poor, this fucking poor character. cool character. Let's just, let's build yeah. him up and then yeah, yeah, yeah. do shit with him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I've always liked uh, indie, like Indiana mm-hmm. Jones indie. So oh hell yeah! That for for a hacker name, I um, like it. Indie, but uh, yeah, they got all the good ones in the Matrix movies. Oh, that's Trinity the thing they had each other. Link, yeah, Morpheus, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I literally forgot ours. I, I went back to see if I had written them down, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to listen to that episode. That's silly." <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it would be lost, lost in time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're right on. Well, um, I definitely have a lot of notes for this and I'm sure you guys too, mm-hmm. uh, do as well, but, um, I liked how we kind of just been, st- uh, you know, jumping around lately. So mm-hmm. wherever you guys want to, want to talk about this. Steven, I have a, a question for you and oh, yeah. I, I had to step away for a second cause my dogs were freaking out. Mm-hmm. But, um, so did you, you saw this in theaters? Did you already go over this? Myself? On your end? 
Yes. Uh, I, I, I didn't mention it this time. No, I uh, last okay. time I'd said a little bit. I couldn't remember which viewing it was. I remember seeing Reloaded and Revolutions at the midnight screenings. And one of them had somebody bring their their little baby in mm. and sit in the front row or second row. And uh, and he cried the whole time and all this stuff. And I was so floored. It was just wild that someone would do that to this yep. mm-hmm. loud ass fucking movie at like midnight. Um, but I don't I, that's all I really, really remember of them. Um, I remember in Reloaded, I stepped out uh, to go to the bathroom during the freeway chase scene. And so I missed some of that. Oh, that's and brutal, then this dude. one, right. The horrible spot to leave this one. I don't, I don't remember really anything about at the time. I remember not liking Reloaded a whole lot. And so I, I was not as excited about this one. And then the mythology they were building up or finishing out on. Mm-hmm. I was just never really into the story they came up with. Um, but now I'm, I'm, I'm super glad to report that rewatching it now leading up for the podcast, I've liked it as much as I did a few months ago when I rewatched them for resurrections. When we talked about doing this for, for matrix and saving it, mm-hmm. I was like, man, I kind of wanted to just talk about it. Then I was so excited about them and they had this renewed vigor. Like uh, Hector was saying about just the trailer alone for resurrections got me pumped up about the whole thing again. And then I just happened to like that movie a lot and what it did to it. But so, yeah, I'm I'm very glad that now everything is still like I love this series. Like I'm so mm-hmm. I just love to be part of this world and these characters and I like the mythology. So uh, this this viewing now, though, I, I'm like, oh, man, I'm into it. Uh, I remember this movie. It was coming out and it was so hyped that they were going to do a simultaneous worldwide release. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. Where it's like it was like the same hour. Uh around the world it came out and i think when it came out here it was like 8 a.m on a friday or whatever so i went to go see this at that time with uh the lead singer of my band that i was in at the time and shout out to john sanchez he'll never hear this but even still he worked like a night shift and as we were like leading up to it i was like are you are you sure you want to do this because like you're you're probably gonna be tired Mm -hmm. he's like no i'll be all right like after work yeah so apparently so We go see it, and then like forty-five minutes into this thing, I look over. He's just like snoozing. Oh no! Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, like awesome. to me, the beginning half of this movie, like the first half of it, is kind of boring. Like I watched this in two chunks, and mm-hmm. I felt the the first part of it I was just like, oh man, I was really mm-hmm. yeah. I, could see I, that. I, I wasn't like super high on the the second movie, uh, Reloaded, but like it, it ends on like a decent cliffhanger. So I was kind of excited to to watch this. I'm gonna rewatch it. And for this first hour, I was like, oh, man, this movie's kind of a bummer to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I stopped it right where it gets to the dock uh, scene where mm-hmm. they're like getting into like power loaders and all that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll pick this up tomorrow. And that was a good choice because picking it up from there and it's just like essentially all action right. for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, OK, this this helps you like get back into it. Um, but there's. I don't know. Do you guys feel that same way? Do you feel like it's, it starts off slow? Or is that just me? I can this, understand this, that, yeah. This feels like a, um, a, a forced third act, this movie. Mm. feels like it's trying to wrap a bunch of... St- well, the beginning half is trying to wrap up stuff from the f- second movie. Right. And then... Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it feels... The, 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 the entire uh, film feels like a forced third act but the third act of this film i really enjoyed <laughs> yeah yeah so it does yeah it does pick up action and i think the story does come together well but i always felt that way in the past where i was like i don't like where they've come up with a story it felt like they just 
came up with some kind of ending and I was like, okay, it's, it's kind of dumb, but it's okay. And, Mm -hmm. but now I'm like, oh, they did have a plan. I kind of get it. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of into it. I, I, they do have a lot of exposition in the beginning, uh, to get like Neil has learned some stuff. He goes to see the Oracle. There's just like a 10 minute scene. That's really important of her explaining stuff, but it's like literally just to get it out there. Like it's pretty boring Mm -hmm. and stuff, but I'm into it. I, I did have a feeling or a thought this time though, that I would really like to see a version of this whole story cut up in like like a modern Netflix TV show. Like if this was like 10 episodes and you included some of the cutscenes from the video games and you included some of the mm-hmm. animatrix even in there mm-hmm. for some like backstory and stuff and you kind of recut yeah. them into like 45 minute chunks. I'm like, what would that kind of be like? And how yeah. would the flow of the entire story flow that mm-hmm. way, I guess, you know? Um, so I'm intrigued by that instead of these long-ass movies, how that would have changed the whole feeling of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, be kind of a cool experiment someday, but... Yeah. This one this uh, one felt lengthy, yeah. too. It did, mm-hmm. yeah. Felt girthy as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Like, by the time we get to the end of that doc scene, and it does feel like that should be a crescendo for the movie, mm-hmm. I checked the time, and we still had, like, 45 minutes of this thing. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, yeah. How? How was that possible? <laughs> but they, much like nature, found a way, you know? It's, it's like this came out the same year, right, as the, the last Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. And it's yeah. like, it's like mm-hmm. they had those, that was like the era of like multiple long ass endings. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I'm just waiting for Neo to get picked up by a fucking eagle and taken somewhere. <laughs> and, like, and then he's like next to Frodo in bed and they're both recovering, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Kind of fit that era for some reason. But yeah, overall I'm, I'm into it though. I, I, it's so hard for me to talk about it now. Like, I wish I could almost have recorded myself, you know, 20 years ago talking about this 19 years ago. And then mm. now and like talk to myself from then on the mm-hmm. like I, I really hated these for so long. I hated the sequels. I, I had read a, something recently of um, uh, Tarantino said the Matrix was like one of his top films of the 90s, top 10 mm-hmm. films of the 90s Matrix. And then he was like, but the the sequels ruined the mythology. Of it. It's like a, an example yeah. of them like doing so much bad stuff or do it in such a way that people didn't like that. It, it like retroactively made the first movie yeah. worse. And I thought that for so long, and I disagree with it now. Even if you don't like them, I'm like, you still have the first movie. You can only watch that. It's totally fine. I did that for years, and it was totally fine. It's like, you know, Neo just gets his powers, and he flies off, and you just know he can save the day or whatever. No big deal. Don't have to worry about the, what's, what happens next. But now, if you like them, if I, if I, as I do, like, it's really, I like the mythology. I like how the mm-hmm. whole world building works. So mm-hmm. that's cool to, to me. But, um, yeah, so... Uh, Definitely in the beginning, uh, you know, Neo's in the coma. He's next to the Smith Bane coma dude as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, you know, we get this this uh, kind of version of like the uh, the Oracle calls Smith like the negative to, to Neo's positive. It's like he was kind of created yeah. by nature, by programming sort of to balance itself out. It's so interesting. And I like a lot of the ideas in this movie a lot. Um, and the, the fact that like Smith is in the real world and Neo is stuck in the matrix, even though he's not plugged in, it's just also like, they don't explain a lot of it, but mm-hmm. I, I just really like it. So I was curious for you guys, um, you know, what, what did you think about kind of the, the f- philosophy of this movie a little bit and kind of how they, how this thing is closing out? Um, is it, you know, is it good to you? Do you, do you like how the plot goes in this one? I know it's kind of lengthy. We talked about, but yeah, what do you guys think? What about you, Hector? Um, I, yes. Uh, the, uh, the overall kind of, um, philosophy of it. I, that, that's really what, keeps me interested in this world mm-hmm. is um the matrix the machine world the or the machine city or whatever the uh the real zion 
Um, I think they're all, and they're, they've put out books about, not that I've read them, but I know they exist of books about Good. the yeah. Thank you. <laughs> philosophy <laughs> of uh, the matrix and stuff and breaking it down with like, um, Plato and the other philosophers mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But, um, the, uh, the iconography, like, uh, when you're in the matrix, everything has that green kind of mm -hmm. tint to it or sheen to it. Um, it's supposed from what I've gathered throughout the years, uh, really thinking about and watching these movies is that, it's about humanity being in disharmony with itself. Like, um, uh, and by the way, the Animatrix that, uh, the, the, um, shit, which is the one where they do the backstory. The cat butthole one? Yeah. <laughs> no, before <laughs> yeah, the, that. Um, uh, fuck, it's like the, the, the first two, like the. Re uh, Renaissance the, part one. The first and, and second two. Renaissance, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like all that stuff where you should, that, that shit's awesome. I love that. Oh, yeah, cool. That yeah. stuff. Because it, it, it's essentially the origin of these movies mm -hmm. um, and how we get to humanity gets to a certain point and then creates AI and the machines. And then we treat those machines a certain way. And then right. we essentially we we're responsible for <laughs> the way uh, everything mm -hmm. turns out. And um, in this movie, when. Uh, when when we see uh, Neo when he's blinded, um, he sees when the Machine City as like gold light, like mm -hmm. just um, that. I think is supposed to represent because when we made the machines, inherently we um, what do they call that from the uh, Twilight movies? Uh, imprint. We um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that reference. That's amazing. But 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 we we. We, we imprint anything yeah, we, yeah. Ma we make. So if we make a machine, we're essentially our, our innovation and everything are in, like, we're putting parts of our, uh, putting oh, yeah. parts of ourself, our soul into the machines. Um, and that's why he sees the, the, the machine world all super bright and, 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 and gold. And then the matrix is supposed to be, the the realm of the mind and um and then the zion's supposed to be the realm of the body and everything's in, mm -hmm. in disharmony from the beginning of the first matrix movie throughout the, and and with this movie it's kind of like they they uh they find um they find a balance somewhat uh, the, you know at the end they uh not to jump to the end but there's a it's a compromise at the end mm -hmm. that the machines and the humans uh, kind of arrive at. But um, throughout this whole movie uh, or the franchise, it's it's we're we're at odds with our soul, which is the machines. Uh, we're imprisoned by our minds, which is the matrix and our bodies and our environment. We've just wasted like so, the, you know, the Man, world's yeah, all awesome. to shit. And so I, I like that, that. That's really what's been going on. Mm -hmm. um, uh, um, um, the, 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 the main theme, it seems like it's just, we're, we're out of harmony with ourselves and we just have to figure out a way to get back to that harmony and stuff. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's so many layers to it. Like when you're talking about, like, yeah. it's so interesting when you, when you break it down and you realize like, oh, they really thought about this a lot. It wasn't just thrown in yes. there for these, this last right. act. There really is a lot of thought put into it and it's pretty fascinating when you break it down. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot to it that I've I've gotten out of it. And then I was gonna mention too, one of the sites I've been going to is the the fan wiki page, the matrix.fandom.com. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a lot of great stuff where they break down the characters. I know when Darren, our, our last guest, was on, he had talked about like Seraph and Seraph. Yeah when Neo sees him, he's that same goal that it's like, Oh, he's from mm-hmm. like the original. And he's like, Seraph was like a fallen angel and blah, 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 mm-hmm. or whatever, or an angel that whatever. And, and so there's like, there's a lot of references that I don't even get yet. There's a lot of, uh, people's names or places names that I'm like, Oh, there's a connections here that I don't even know. And I, I'm loved looking through this wiki because there's a lot of stuff laid out there by the fans that have connected all these dots. And, uh, and it's really fascinating to see it all kind of play out this way. And this, futuristic way but it's a struggle we've been doing for a long time so Mm -hmm. um yeah it's pretty fascinating what about you brent uh i appreciate the ideas behind this and i really really like that uh trans people have Mm -hmm. found like an allegory for this and lgbt Mm -hmm. uh, Mm q people all you know yeah uh, yeah they've they've uh feel represented in Mm -hmm. this franchise and i i hope we have more of that going forward that said, I just, I don't know, there's something about the execution mm-hmm. of all of those ideas. Uh, they don't, like, merge well to me, or mm-hmm. they're not as enjoyable to me, I guess. Um, Fair enough. It's, it's, it's yeah. like, I don't know, I, the, all the, the acting is so stiff mm-hmm. that it's hard for me to attach <laughs> myself to any of the characters, you know? It's just like, it's, it's literally like you're just... A, a person with no personality playing with action figures and be like, well, we have to do this mission. Well, we've accomplished the mission. What are yeah. we going to do now? Turns out we've got another mission to go on. Well, okay, let's go do it. Yeah. We're going to do that mission. I, I agree. The, <laughs> yeah, the, the, step, acting, step, step. the yeah. acting overall is pretty stiff. Watching uh, Revolutions again, I, I have to give credit for the The writing's actually pretty pretty good. It's It's the deliveries that are very stiff and Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, but like I, and I hadn't watched revolutions in a long time. Um, but, um, yes, I, I, um, the, uh, the, the writing I did notice was better than I had given it credit. Not cause I, I just spoke on the themes and stuff and, and, and mm-hmm. that stuff's always been there. And I, and I, that's, like I said, it's what's drawn me to this franchise, but like, um, the, uh, the, the writing I wanted to give credit to because there's some really good stuff in there. Um, but yes, the, the, the deliveries, the acting, it's very, that's a great way to put it, Brent, uh, where, yeah, it just feels like an act, action figure. She's just making, you know, mm-hmm. kind of putting through it, the motions. Like if there was more character stuff, I'd be mm-hmm. more into it. I really enjoy uh, the Oracle, either version of that mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. when they're on screen. Uh, I, I do think I prefer the original one a little bit more. I feel like she was a, a little more um uh jovial mm-hmm. when she spoke to to neo she or, better or anyone she made better cookies of mm-hmm. course yeah yeah cookies like the internet wow oh wow wow she's been tracking everybody you know what i take back forget everything i just wow. said wow. forget it all <laughs> forget it all years. yeah <laughs> it's amazing but um yeah like i uh, hmm. sorry i ruined that for you I, no 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 i'm, I'm just i'm just uh, trying to to I don't know. I, I when I first watched this movie, and I I think this is the first time I've rewatched it since like I don't know, seeing it on TV 15 years ago right. or whatever. But I had the the thought that it ended a little bit differently. Um, but this one has a surprisingly enough to me rewatching it last night. It mm-hmm. has like a real 
finality to it mm-hmm. and i thought that it was going to be like something showing oh we're back in the cycle or whatever right but they present the cycle earlier in the lore anyway so maybe i just right. didn't pick up on it that that first go round. um but that said there's like some criticism about the the newest one mm-hmm. resuscitations what it was it uh, uh resurrections. resurrections yeah uh about the look of it and how like it kind of looks like bright and whatnot mm-hmm. but at the end of the movie they update the color scheme right. to where it's not just like drab green all the time. And it's like, oh, okay, well, that's they lead right into it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that's like I missed. I didn't realize. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and it looks the CG kind of sky they have there that Sati mm-hmm. makes for for Neo, uh, like in honor of him, whatever. Like it looks kind of cheesy, fake to me. And it's it did at the time, and it kind of still does. But I was reading about it online. They're like, yeah, like there are plants, like they're in a park, like but we've never seen that in the Matrix. We've only seen cities. Because it's just mm-hmm. that one big city or whatever. But it's like, oh, plants have returned. The sky is like a bright color. Mm-hmm. And the green tent is gone and is forever gone. And I was like, oh, it, mm-hmm. again, like it's all layered. It's all there. It just if you're into it, you're you're into it. And if you're not, you're not. And like, I can't yeah. say anything about not being into it. Like, I can't I don't really want to convince anybody this is good. It's just clicked with me finally. But I was yeah. I was I was with you or further. You know, I was like, I hated these for so long. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's cool. They took that that mm-hmm. green tent away. And now things are brighter. Like, it's literally <laughs> the future's bright. And Neo's mm-hmm. got to wear shades. <laughs> and the dogs are into it, too. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's podcasting. Mm. I, um, um, so, yeah, you have any notes or anything you want to talk about? No, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I like uh, this, this, uh, the, well, the third act again. On the uh, mm-hmm. since you guys were mentioning Sati and and um, what she was doing with the sky and stuff there with the new Matrix and stuff like that. Um, for me, this movie really takes off. And that third act again with um, where they're on their way to the machine city and they have to fly above the clouds and, and Trinity sees the actual sky. Oh, I love that part. Once. Yeah. To me, that's when it that's when the movie starts for me or at least where I start really. enjoying yeah. it. Um, but uh, but yes, uh, I there there is a sense of finality, I guess at the end of this one, but also at the same time, they do say, Oh, I'm sure we'll see him again. And then we actually do 20 years later or whenever it was. But. Yeah. It's kind of cool how they, how they play mm-hmm. that out um, yeah. with the next film and everything. And, and yeah. I, I, they have enough finality with this and they, I've even seen this referred to online as the, um, like the final film. And then it's almost like resurrections is like, you know, like an epilogue. Yeah. Like, you don't, yeah. you don't have to have it, but I, I kind of like it for that way. Like, especially having a sequel that far removed from these. Yeah. Um, it was kind of nice to just be like, well, what's up with Neo? And then again, like, I, I, I just like that you find out all the stuff about, there's been many Neos. There's been many incarnations of this. It's always been the plan. And then he finally broke that cycle. Mm-hmm. And then you get to catch up with it with him again and, and resurrections and this mm-hmm. new way. And they're trying to like do all this different stuff, but it, like, uh, not to spoil a lot with that, but it's like it's obviously like a lot more in the future again. And then mm-hmm. you you realize in this one, like it's not like it's not only that it's not 1999. It's it's not that it's 2199. It's like it could be like 2699. Like mm-hmm. they've done this so many times and it's like 100 years. Yeah, every time. right, right. So they have no clue where they're actually at in the timeline. And and I like that it kind of keeps this big mythology like it. 
after seeing the animatrix stuff and like the the reveal of those um you know the again we were, i can't remember what it's called again we were talking about like the history of the matrix and the the war yeah, the, the renaissance AI. yeah yeah the renaissance stuff like they were talking about that um it's almost like i want to see more about this now like i i want to see those versions i've talked to the the podcast like when when darren mentioned like the, the first one's like heaven and the second matrix was hell and then they they go for, forward after that with this version of neo and this cycle and everything i'm like i want to see those i want to see mm-hmm. all of it uh, mm-hmm. I'm just really involved in this mythology now, and uh, mm-hmm. it's really cool world building. And they've done it; it's like over centuries, and it, yeah. what a cool thing! Like to be a big sci-fi fan, like I am. Um, right? Like they bring in the mechs, like Brent was talking about those those big machine gun, you know, armored vehicles they walk around and stuff. Like that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Just a big sci-fi idea, you know. Um, we had talked previously on the show too. It's hard to transition from a uh, simulation thing to uh, a humanities, you know physical battle with with mechs and stuff and mm-hmm. like it, and rag like wearing rags and eating gruel or whatever like that's a whole different movie but they either pull it off to you or they don't but i like it now you know mm-hmm. it's it's cool how to how to see it all formed together uh it's just pretty neat um mm-hmm. you mentioned gruel uh i did notice <laughs> at the very beginning of this movie when um because the very beginning of this film neo is trapped in the train station by the train guy yeah thomas thomas the tank engine yeah yeah oh my god could you imagine if he's like Mm -hmm. you're stuck here for forever neo he's like Mm -hmm. you seem nice and friendly but you're not (laughs) um there's on that train platform there was an advert for tasty wheat that i had never noticed before oh that's cool yeah i was like wait a minute that says tasty wheat Right, yeah, so, like the, the the kid in the first movie talks about. Right, exactly. Yeah, like if we know even what tasty wheat tastes like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about yeah. that. A There's a lot Easter of connections egg, like yeah. that too. That that's mm-hmm. pretty cool, man. Hmm. Um, let's talk about like in the the subway when um was it's like Seraph and Trinity and Morpheus they like go down to the subway for I don't know reasons or whatever and they chase this like this tall ass white guy with long hair he looks a little, a little bit like scuzzy or whatever mm-hmm. and they're chasing him through the subway there's a certain point where he's like running where he's just like a light jog and it's like wow they couldn't like take some frames out of this to make it look like they're going fast, but it was <laughs> right. just like I, I thought that was funny. A light jog, you know? Yeah, it was like okay, because like Seraph looks so fast. Yeah, yeah I right. do, uh-huh. but Seraph looks like he's like booking it, and that guy's uh-huh. just like ha ha ha, like mm. like I don't like he's like the hamburger burglar or something, like slowly running away from <laughs> Robert Donald. Well, he was screaming "Robble, Robble." Oh yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, and that's another detail I missed for years, but it's there, mm-hmm. man. Oh, Easter egg. Yeah. yeah. Um, she. Uh, speaking of uh, Trinity and uh, that crew there, Trinity is so fucking cool, man. Like, especially that, that beginning part where uh, it's Morpheus, ghost, uh, not Ghost, but Morpheus, Seraph, and Trinity. Mm-hmm. And they end up in Club Hell, I guess is the name of the club with the Merovingian. Yeah, um, I wrote that that place is fucking horny. This whole movie, <laughs> this whole series is fucking horny. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the rave scene in the in Zion, but with yeah, you know, more more shiny leather and less rags. Uh, yeah. And they've introduced the the color red into the scheme. Oh, That's yeah. how you know it's dangerous. You oh, know, yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit, a little bit dangerous. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, she, she's she's so fucking cool, man. She like, is. Carrie man. Ann Moss was a great choice. Um. And uh, and she still got it like in the in the newer movie. She's so oh, yeah. fantastic. But uh, especially in this, I forgot how. I mean, uh, in Reloaded, one of my favorite scenes in the second movie was the uh, 
the uh, bike chase and Ducati and stuff there. Where she's oh, driving, yeah. She's drive, uh, driving against traffic and stuff. She just she, looks like she could really do it. I don't, I don't yeah, know how else to explain it. It's very convincing, yeah. It's mm-hmm. very convincing. She seems that role. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love the movie Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf, and she's, she plays his mom. And it's like, I remember when that came out, I was so excited to see her again because I hadn't seen her really since Trinity. Like, I, I don't feel mm-hmm. like she had a ton of roles outside of this. This is what I really know her from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. it makes me want to seek her out more because I just like her so much. But she's definitely like Trinity. Like, she fits mm-hmm. that role so well. Mm-hmm. She's really good in Memento as well. I was well. just about Have to bring that, that up. Oh, yes, yeah. I Todd. love that movie. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Christopher, yeah. Yeah. Christopher, Christopher Nolan, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Earlier film, yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, she's great. Um, I also... I had notes about her, too. Uh, one of the things I've talked about in the previous episodes of Matrix May... Um, leading up to the new movie with Resurrections, there's so much in that movie about love and how that was like the whole thing the whole time. And again, it's one of those things I totally miss. But when you, mm-hmm. it's so spelled out in this movie. Yes. Like there, there are multiple times. Z, who's uh, Link's uh, mm-hmm. Link's wife, mm-hmm. she tells mm-hmm. her sister she's like preparing to go to war, and she becomes a fucking war hero. She's amazing. Uh-huh. She does the coolest yeah, fucking shit over and over again. She saves mm-hmm. their lives over and over. Uh, but she tells her sister she's like, uh, I'm doing this for love. Like I can't do nothing. I have to help him if I can. And she's like, you would do the same for Dozer. And I'm like, it's love. It was there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, we just, I just never mm-hmm. paid attention. And then yeah. uh, the little girl, uh, the little Indian girl and her parents yes. who are programs and the way that that guy talks about, like, love is just a word. And it's just like, yeah. we were programmed. The, we the, feel connection. These things. the connection. The connection is the important part. Yeah. And it's like, I love, I love how that's all connected. And like, it's, it's both, once you realize the mythology of it, and especially in Resurrections, it's, it's. Not only humans were realizing we don't want this war, but some of the machines were realizing they don't want it. And mm-hmm. I like how that's how they kind of work together eventually and how they kind of make this truce at the end of this movie and stuff. Uh, and it's all there. And it's it's mm-hmm. kind of cool to see that that's the, the connection between all mm-hmm. of the characters, to, you know, machine and, point, and human alike. To your point, Stephen, um, the the um, the death scene for um, Trinity mm-hmm. and. Uh, they and luckily Keanu Reeves' eyes were closed because yeah he when it comes to emoting in movies <laughs> that's good yeah they're like let's just shaky, blind them. <laughs> so it was good that they did that because it, it helped sell it but yeah. yeah she's having this whole they're having this whole moment that was just heartbreaking and I was like oh yeah I was like yeah I guess this is all about like it is a love story right? like um, through and through it's just like again the word layered comes up but yeah there's mm-hmm. there's so many layers to this. Um, to this uh, story um, but yeah I, I didn't note like on Trinity's death scene like they go through the whole thing like like you said they, they go up above the clouds they see the, the sky they th- that was like a revelation to me as well like when I first saw the movie I was like mm-hmm. oh okay you just like you just like go up a lot and then like the, the sky like, oh, itself cool. is fine it's yeah. not like the atmosphere is ruined it's just like we just have the, a lot of clouds <laughs> we just got a lot of clouds it's yeah. a cloudy day you know they need cloud just, city they can just be above it and be fine Exactly. Mm-hmm. Everyone point your vacuums toward the sky. We're going to get rid of the smog. It'll be fine. Uh, but let's put some dryer sheets over it. It's not even an issue. Nice call Listen back. to those outtakes. Yeah. 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 So, um, but whenever they, they come back down and they destroy their ship or whatever, uh, and she's like laying on the ground and Neo army crawls over to her. Mm, right. It's like, oh, I'm glad we made it through this. <laughs> let's go finish this. And then Trinity's like, I can't. <laughs> and like I understand he's like blindfolded but he's like seeing everything in gold like he's more or less daredevil at this point oh, he's got yeah. a ninja turtle bandana on 
and so he's like the camera zooms out and you can see that she's speared with at least three of these of like giant things of rebar yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and his hand is like inches away from it he's like oh I, uh, oh no! I miss this. Like you probably would have noticed it as you're like crawling over to her mm-hmm. or whatever. But you know, it's one of those movie things. You're, oh, yeah, you're watching yeah, right. a movie. You don't really think about it till they reveal it to you. But I did think that was a little bit funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like going back to the scene with uh, the the club and yeah. Trinity talking to the Merovingian. I forgot that they were in this movie. Mm-hmm. I oh, thought. Yeah. It was uh, similar to the architect where you just see them in the first movie. And then he came back at the end of this and was like, oh, that's right. They filmed this back to back. Right. But (laughs) um, planned this. Okay, cool. Yeah. uh, But it was interesting to see the Merovingians Mm -hmm. like because I was looking. I was like, man, he doesn't look good. He looks a little bit thin and like brittle, you know, in this 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 film. Yeah. And I was like. Wow, I guess that's why they don't call him the Bone Merovingian. Oh. There we go. Oh, it, was all like, where, it was all a bit. It was all a bit. Redeemed myself from the last episode. <laughs> I did like, People uh, loved it. People loved that it. scene, though, too, they, they, uh, they go in and they're like, if we're lucky, there'll be one co-check girl and one guy checking guns. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and if we're unlucky, and he's like, there'll be multiple guys. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. a funny, cheesy line. But then they open the door mm-hmm. and there's lots of, lots of guys and they instantly jump like on the ceiling. Yeah. And when I was yeah. reading about them, they were like, they are holdovers from the second Matrix as well. They are vampires or yeah. bloodsuckers. The whole right. club is. Right. Um, and so that's like the werewolf henchmen they had from the Mayor mm-hmm. in the last movie. I was like, oh, again, like this is that's what I want to see. Like, where these fucking guys come from? Mm-hmm. There was a world yeah. where there's like magic and stuff, you know, uh, uh, I, 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 like do, I do like that aspect of like a, a sci when sci fi does that, when it does like leaves stuff to your imagination or just mm-hmm. outside the frame or outside the the, the narrative like um I, I noticed the new dune movie did that with um where they don't explain why um there's no internet i think it, it i think that's what they were they had like they had characters well the router Ooh. was out yeah you gotta reset it on that on that desert yeah you gotta reset it, it. and yeah. no one felt like it they were like oh i think so, kyle's gonna do it but <laughs> yeah he's kind of unreliable so till then they uh they mm-hmm. made people that were essentially their internet uh in that movie but they don't explain why mm-hmm. um what else uh there, there there's uh, but in this film like they they they'll reference stuff but it's up but it it kind of like leaves up to you to just like, yeah uh, to make the connections yeah, yeah. Um, and i like that because this is such a fantastical world for the art to imitate life you have to have some stuff in there that's not explained like in the in the in the fringes here yeah. and there um because in real life there's one uh spoiler alert guys one day we're gonna die what and we'll there'll be stuff. I have to edit this episode. <laughs> I, I hope it's not tomorrow. <laughs> well, uh, my my point is is that there'll be we'll die with unexplained uh, questions. We'll have stuff that we won't know. And um, oh, like for, how Stranger Things ends. God damn it. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, so I like when science. I guess you can buy movies. that Monopoly game and it'll just reveal it to you. Oh, okay, good. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 like in sci-fi, yeah. I, I like that they they leave some stuff. Um, kind of mm-hmm. uh, for you to just kind of like wonder about, you know, because it it, it, yeah. gives it it gives it more it gives it more a lived in kind of um, feel uh, the, the this universe or yeah. any any universes that have that leaves some stuff for you I to mean, just wonder about. 
that's a good kind of point for the matrix as a whole like they tried to make a, a peaceful matrix and like there was no choice so humans rejected it and then they made like this hellish one and humans rejected that and then they had to come up with these things to to kind of make it like how mm-hmm. human emotions or, yeah. or psychology is right um it's almost like you got to do that yeah um yeah, yeah it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. there's so many layers what do you think about that scene at the dock where they're getting that the big like machine drill is approaching mm-hmm. and they all get in the mechs and everything? Um, I I really like that scene that was like very exciting to me because it, it felt like there were real world for mm-hmm. this universe yeah, stakes, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah. Mm-hmm. and we we don't see Trinity or Neo that entire time. They're mm-hmm. off doing their own thing, you know. Um, but I was really like surprised at how much I, I really enjoyed that scene. That said, like it begins with, you know, they know the drill is coming and you see the cracks in the ceiling and all the mechs are just standing there and they wait for that drill bit to come down yeah, like, before drop. before that guy's like knuckle up yeah. and then they all point the guns. It's like you maybe just like start ready yeah. you know yeah, yeah, you're yeah. in the the fucking power loader suits or whatever just just be like go ahead and put your arms up oh i thought he said knuckle puck that's my oh, bad okay it's always Pucker. like a mighty ducks two uh-huh. reference keenan was in this movie you saw him Keenan's, right yes i believe so <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think the the max the uh, the effects of them like you can it looks like they've digitally placed little guys in like a dig, you know in like a virtual yeah. scene or whatever so mm-hmm. some of the effects are a little lacking to me mm-hmm. and they kind of always were but I, overall i like i like the look of them i like the idea mm-hmm. of them um specifically when the sentinels come through and they swarm everything yeah and there's mm-hmm. so many of them it's mm-hmm. terrifying yeah. to see like you're just you're in this me- mechanical suit like that's all good and well you got mm-hmm. these huge guns but like you're not really going to be saved here, right? Like, you know you're going to die, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's very kind of gut-wrenching to see it kind of happen whenever they, they really overwhelm them, but there's a lot of cool visuals there uh, mm-hmm. that look pretty great, and and I like that guy, Captain Mifun, Mifuni, uh, Nathaniel yeah. Lees. Yeah, yeah, he's he's awesome, um, and the way he works with the kid, who, I that's yeah. we, we talked about the kid, he's in the right. Matrix, you see him kind of get out of the Matrix, and then you see him... Uh, and reloaded and he's like just like this annoying kid following neo around but and here he he does come to something you know like he he becomes something he helps the war uh, it's yeah. kind of interesting so i did grow to like him in this movie yeah, but right? yes he is very mm-hmm. kind of annoying at first um yeah. uh, the captain mifuni mifun um that actor uh i wrote down nathaniel lees yeah and uh apparently he was one of the Eurokai and uh the two towers uh, the Lord of the Rings, oh, the Two Towers. He crazy. Was, you wouldn't. He was under right. a ton of fucking makeup. Um, he's the one when they're um, taking uh, the um, uh, what is it? Uh, the two other uh, hobbits. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Mar- yeah. Mar- Mar- Mary, and Mary Pippin. Pippin. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're taking him to Saruman, and uh, he's the one that's like, uh, I guess Mary's like, oh my friend's uh, sick or whatever. Pippin, whoever. Uh, he's all, oh, he's sick. Give him some medicine, boys. That's oh, Captain Mifuni. Yeah. That's that same actor. Uh, it blew he's my like mind. One of those actors I recognize, but yeah, he's just been in a yeah. lot of stuff. That's crazy, though. He was I, and I them. just found this out yesterday when I was watching this film. But yeah, right on. But yeah, he was good in this. He he played a a, a good kind of um, badass kind of captain. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like his like whenever the the kid is like, I never finished the training program, and he's yeah. like, needed to die. Yeah. And he has that fucking nasty ass gash. Oh all boy, his face. that makeup was fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty it looked gross. very yeah, looked very. And he's real. Like, talking through it and stuff. It mm-hmm. looks pretty pretty painful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I like Tim. There, there's um, on the uh, the like DVD version of this or Blu-ray. There's some deleted scenes. Mm. 
And one of them, there was like an extended version of this that you can find on YouTube. But there's a point where he's laying there where he has the two gashes on his face. And the kid's like, are you okay? And he's like, hey, looks like I got two vaginas on my face, right? Right? <laughs> it's like a, <laughs> that's yeah, what it looks like, right? I got an axe wound right here. Right, that's right. <laughs> right here. Anyway, hey, I just want to get that one hey, last joke Don't you out. unbutton your pants. <laughs> don't you unbutton your pants. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh man, I'm gonna look that up right away. That kid's never been inside anyone, you know. It's you can find it online, you know. That's interesting, man. You really sell a bit sometimes because you know, I was like, you were like, you can find clips on YouTube. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. yeah, yeah. Gotta mm-hmm. look for this. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was halfway to YouTube, but yeah. Uh, it's on you, might, you might go to Pornhub instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But exactly. I'm yeah. sure it's out there. Amazing. Um, let's let's talk about the uh, the guy who plays the um, oh. Agent Smith in like. When he comes out of the Matrix, yeah. the yeah. uh, Bane, Bane. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that Bane guy, man, he does a really good job of doing an impression of mm-hmm. Smith. Totally like does. he gets like that cadence and everything. Yeah. I didn't remember that from when I watched it before, but man, I I really yeah. appreciated how I, much effort he put well, into and that. And you know? I thought I was like Neo. Can you not tell it's him because he was doing such a right. good impersonation of uh, or impression of uh, of uh, Agent Smith? I was like, he has mm-hmm. to fucking like. Why is it taking him, taking so long for him to realize? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Uh, I, I thought, thought that, was, that accurate well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you would have thought that uh, Bane would have, like, properly revealed himself to Neo, or Neo would have picked up on it when uh, that guy was, like, really trying to pressure him into investing in Bitcoin. Oh, it's yeah. like, okay, okay, Smith, that's fine. If you want me to, I'll try a little bit, but... Oh, no, yeah. it all failed? Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I wondered about that casting. I was like, did they just get people in, and they're like, do an impression of Hugo Weaving? Mm-hmm as agent smith yeah and like oh you're the best one because he's really good at it um mm-hmm. and it would have been cool i was thinking it would have been cool like say it was like a female he inhabited and then you really don't know or like mm-hmm. we as the audience maybe don't know or but neo certainly wouldn't and then like say she put on the voice of hugo weaving smith and you'd be like oh my god like that's totally different but he even kind of looks like smith a little bit yeah. like i mean if any just a white face, dude or whatever yeah. the shape of his face the, the kind mm-hmm. of stuff but uh, but yeah, he just does such a good job. I think that was that was a fun thing. That was another thing I remember not really liking in the past, but I like it now, um, and I think he's really good at it. So he sells it really well. <laughs> it would have been good if, like, in that scene, Neo still like he's just straight up telling him he's Agent Smith. He's like, I don't understand. He's like, Ugh. he looks over to the side, grabs some like oversized sunglasses, and puts them on. Oh. It's like, oh. <laughs> I understand. There's that like old Simpsons episode where Homer is going to like uh, witness protection or whatever. And they're like, all right, your name is Mr. Smith. So when I say Mr. Smith, you say Thompson. hello. Thompson. Is that what it is? I can remember Thompson, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they, they're like, when I, okay, when I say Mr. Thompson and I step on your foot twice, you say yes, mm-hmm. I am Mr. Thompson. Like, uh, yeah, that's the kind of level you have to get to with Neo a little bit. He's, <laughs> Neo, he's the yeah. Homer of the Matrix series, maybe. Yeah, he's he's good at hacking, not yeah. great at like picking up yeah. on social cues, you know. <laughs> he's been I inside like a tracks. long time, you know. It's fine, you know. It's fine, man. I, I I was a little bit confused, and I don't know if they explained this, and maybe I just didn't pick up on it, but Neo's abilities in the real world where like at the end of reloaded yeah he, he stops all mm-hmm. those squids with like magic powers mm-hmm. do they ever explain that because he does that a lot Only in this movie bit. he's got the, yeah the what? oracle i was reading about that because i was trying to understand it better the the oracle says basically the the first and then like i guess the first through fifth versions of neo whenever he chooses to save humanity he's returned to the source code so he is touched the source he's touched mm. the gold 
source code. Okay. And when he's been recycled back out all these times, he has a connection to it. Hmm. But like, what wow. that connection really is, or what that means, is never really explained. Hmm. She just says like, you you can do that. Because what you felt is you felt that connection. Like all the machines have that connection to the source code. He has it, so he can kind of do that. So it's really like, uh, so y- your version whenever, of it, whatever it may be. Whenever he unjacks from the matrix, he's he brings that into the real world with Basically, him. Yeah, is that what it? Okay, Kinda, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah, you know I mean, that's fine. I, I thought about that. it, too, with, like, Smith gets into a real person. He gets into Bane's mind. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so say everybody's jacked into the Matrix, and, and like, like any kind of computer thing, like, you can use, like, the cloud servers or, like, you know, someone's hard drive, individual hard drives. All of our brains are, like, little hard drives, little computers hooked up to this main mainframe. Say that, you can just, say that you can just download a little segment of the mainframe into that hard drive and then disconnect it, mm-hmm. and you're still there. That's kind of how I, I understood mm-hmm. it, like with Neo getting into it or bringing some of it back out or, you know, Bane kind of having Mr. Smith's or having Smith's, uh, you know, mind in there or whatever. I'm like, it's just like mm-hmm. a, a, he's like another hard drive, another, another data point, you know. And, mm-hmm. and there's not really explanation for it, but that's kind of mine. Yeah, that, that, so. uh... That I I could grasp some of that, but what I had a even till this day after watch rewatching this, the one sentinel squiddy or whatever that breaches <laughs> breaches the <laughs> breaches the um the uh the ship <laughs> cracks and, me up, man. And, squiddy, there's one that's just like, hi, I'm Squiddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's got googly uh, eyes. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Oh man, I have to remember. I'm gonna I'm gonna draw a caricature of that one day. Oh, perfect. Uh huh. Um, yeah, Squiddy. So uh, the one that like breaches the ship and flows right through him and and through. Oh yeah. Past him, like yeah. I still don't. Uh, that one makes no sense to me. Yeah. Was that like the twin squid? Because they do that. Yeah. In yeah. Reloaded, but it's not like it actually like flew through. I guess it th- flew through the ship, but it didn't like puncture the ship. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, uh, uh, it was like uh, the vision in yeah, yeah, the MCU. Exactly. He just like just turns intangible right, and right. like flies through. But like, yeah. what's the? But that was in real life, right? Like that was yeah, yeah. exactly. That was on right. the surface, in the real world, right? Yeah. So, so I'm still make, yeah, I don't know. my head around that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. But. There's definitely some some parts that are either intentionally unexplained or uh, they could be goofs. I don't know, or or mm-hmm. maybe they just never been to explain like that kind of thing. I'm like, I, you take that out, and I would actually be better off because mm-hmm. I won't mm-hmm. I won't think about it. But if it's yeah. there, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And like, why, you know, but and at least it's quick enough. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't have a, a real point to it. But, um, but mostly I feel like they, you know, they did layer everything in there on purpose. Even, I thought even the titles of these are interesting, like reloaded and revolutions. Like you get reloaded from guns and mm-hmm. revolutions. I thought was more like Zion is revolting. They, they were having a revolution. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm like, it's also like, the Matrix has been reloaded, and there are revolutions of the Matrix that we've gone through. I'm like, even yeah, yeah, that yeah. is like cool. Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of neat to the resurrection. It's like they resurrected the Matrix, and they also resurrected Neo. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of they they play a lot of that. And so, mm-hmm. uh, I know we make fun of the titles a lot because they get confusing, <laughs> but but it is kind of cool. Like they did mm-hmm. think about them, you know. Mm-hmm. So they, I don't know. There's just a lot to it that I I think on retrospect, I'm like I like you know. What they were doing with this, if you if you're accepting of it, uh, and you can get through some of the slog of it and into the action and stuff and keep it going, then uh, it can be kind of cool. I mm-hmm. really would have liked if 
you know how when in the first movie we see Neo, he gets like trained to like once he's out of the Matrix, he jacks back in. They have that little like training process mm-hmm. where it's like, here's how you like do things now that, you know, here's like some skills you can develop or whatever. I would have loved that if we had the same thing, but with like Agent Smith into the real world. And he mentions it a little bit. He's like, I'm in this like husk of meat or whatever. <laughs> right. And, and we're slowly decaying. Mm-hmm. And it should have been like he comes out of the Matrix and like he immediately shits his pants. You know? <laughs> I don't know how anything oh, works. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's like, that'd be kind of mm, amazing. Yeah. These bowels are unappealing. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes, they yeah, are. Would he, would, would he know how everything works? I mean, really? Yeah. Like, He's never done that, yeah. He would have to have a whole training montage. Yeah, that's what his movie's missing, yeah. I thought thing. you were going to say, like, you know, could he even walk? But it's like he would probably, he knows what a human form is like. He's, he inhabits right. that in the Matrix, but he doesn't, mm-hmm. Smith doesn't poop. And the, so in the real right. world, yeah. yeah, he wouldn't know to like Just hold a, it in, you know. General everyday maintenance of a human right, being. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. brushes mm-hmm. teeth, you'd be like, what is this? Oh, mm-hmm. it vibrates. I like that feeling. <laughs> you know? he, like he immediately figures out jacking off. Oh, like yeah. that's something that's like inherent. In yeah. Just immediately. <laughs> not, like, not knowing he, it prior. Yeah. Yeah. He wakes up flat on that bed and immediately his hand like <laughs> dies for his crotch, you know. That would be actually a better ending to this, as instead of Neo fighting him. He, like, meets him in the Matrix, and then he, like, brings him back out in the real world, and he's, like, just places his hand on his dick. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, just start stroking. And he's, like, oh, okay, I don't need to take over anything. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Like, just and he just lays there, down, yeah. and he just has a good time, and that's the end. <laughs> he's just in the middle of Times Square, just cranking it. Mm-hmm. He's, like, that's fine. Just, leave it, just like, build, build a, a, a display over him, just, like... Yeah, don't even worry don't about even worry it. About he's it. fine. Feature, yeah, he, yeah, nothing to worry about. Uh, can we talk about like I know we're jumping around, but like I am curious about the end of this movie. I do not understand it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why Neo won or how Smith was defeated necessarily. Yeah. It just like that's another one. We, yeah, we um, see a sequence of events and then like the movie's over at I, a certain point. I, I look at it as a stalemate. Like it all, mm-hmm. like it's it. There's no defeating the machines, and there's no. The machines are dependent on the humans, and and then um, uh, uh, Smith is a, a virus that um, the machines um, had like are infected with now, and um, there's uh, um, what is it? It's, uh, it, it always made me think about because that was that's one of the cool things about this movie is the. Uh, do they call it anything? Deus Ex Machina or something like that? The, Online uh, they do. Yeah, I don't know if they do in in the movie. So the main big face The thing. big spiky bastard is what yeah, I call him Yeah, with the baby notes. face kind mm-hmm. of. Oh, I call them Robo Baby. Robo yeah, Baby. Nice. I like that. Well, okay. oh, <laughs> pretty man. much there, Steven. Yeah. 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 That should have been my hacker name, Robo Baby. Oh. Robo um, Baby. So you have a visor and a pacifier. <laughs> um, so uh, there's a fable that made me think when I watched this movie originally back in the day, 2003 or whenever it was, um, it made me think of like this fable that you don't hear too much about, which is like the lion and the mouse or something like that, where mm-hmm. this lion and this mm-hmm. mouse kind of, uh, work something Fuck. out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I heard a different version. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, this, this version, uh, I guess uh-huh. the, the lion had like a thorn stuck in its, in its mm-hmm. paw. And then the mouse, mm-hmm. Uh, helps it out and it's kind of like the same thing here where like the machines have a virus now and 
Neo has to negotiate with the machine, the machine being the lion with the, with the uh, thorn stuck in its paw and the mm-hmm. human Neo being the mouse that's going to help it out as long as the lion doesn't, doesn't eat him. Doesn't eat him, yeah. So yeah. I, that's how I kind of comp- compartmentalize this, mm-hmm. this ending to this. It's just a stalemate. Like, it, you, you see... You see when Neo is jacked in to the Matrix uh, with the help of the machine of the Robo Baby, and uh, once uh, Smith turns Neo in the Matrix into one of him, one another Smith, then that's right there. The the like then the machine gets a direct link into that Smith and is able mm-hmm. to destroy it. So, but then Neo dies too there. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's it's it's a stalemate. Like it, it you know the the machines need. The, and Robo Baby does say he's like I don't we don't need anything. But really, it did need. It, oh yeah, you know it, it decides to to go. Yeah, along like and, they they both came together on a new common enemy, which right. was Smith right. at that point. And that I understand. Okay. But like whenever Neo is battling in like the rain which that rain sequence was fucking rad like yes, anytime so. they would like come together they would like fly directly at each other and then they would Sonic have like booms, this orb yeah. oh, of like so cool non-rain yeah. oh man the, the visuals yes are way better than i remember it them improved at that over point. the the burly brawl well this I, was I so think much cooler like, than that yeah and i think part of it is you get to hide a lot of this fight in it takes place at like night or Mm -hmm. whatever it's it's dark outside and you can hide a lot of visual Mm -hmm. effects in that plus you have all the rain so there's a lot for your eye to look at and focus on so you're not as as focused on the rubberiness of Mm -hmm. the the characters there's not as much uncanny valley there and anytime they were fighting i was like oh man this is so awesome but then once they get to the fight and then smith fingers neo i'm like but okay so he's taking over neo and he turns into another smith and then he just he like explodes in light i like to yeah there's a neo when he first starts glowing there's like a cross it starts in a cross on his chest i don't know if you knew yeah. that it's like very yeah in your face with some of the the quote-unquote subtext but mm-hmm. uh my interpretation of that is um smith is only so powerful because neo is so powerful smith only really exists hmm. because neo exists He's, he only exists to hunt down neo mm-hmm. in the very first place to like to hunt down the red pills um and then he only gets as powerful he only gets in the real world because neo was able to do stuff in the matrix the way he did um and so if if neo does not exist smith as a program has no purpose anymore and programs get deleted so when neo when, when the oracle tells neo everything with the beginning comes to an end and then smith absorbs the the oracle and he sees the future and he tells neo that and he's like why did i say that and it clicks with neo that he's like neither of us to, to get rid of smith neo has to die neither of them can exist but neither of them neither can exist without the other kind of thing and neither of them uh should exist i guess you know in or out of the matrix that way so neo is like i will let him absorb me but without me the machine can generate as much as i can see that it just generated a lot of power and was able to kind of kill mm-hmm. or delete smith that way but but the reasoning in my head is because they are interlinked together and Neo sacrifices mm-hmm. himself for that, you know. Okay. Wow, that's really that's really interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I if wish the, I yeah. knew some of that. Like going, into, <laughs> like as I was watching the movie. Like this series yeah. has so much 
uh, exposition at mm-hmm. certain points, but usually when they're discussing the previous lore, yeah. not necessarily what's going on now. And so, like, whenever we, which is fine, but, like, I, I wish we had some of that stuff for what is currently happening on screen yeah. because I'm just like, these guys are punching each other, and it looks really cool, but I don't understand how the fight was won or whatever. But yeah. I'm, I'm certainly willing to... Mm-hmm. I, I love that. And it's mm-hmm. it's that so interesting. Sense. Like, I was writing stuff about, like, I have a big note about choice. Like, Morpheus doesn't know that Neo's the one. He believes he's the one. He chooses to believe he's the one. And and the Oracle's whole thing is about giving humans choice, and that's, like, kind of mm-hmm. what sets the, the whole, you know, cycle off or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But they, the architect in the last one also mentions to Neo that he never had Trinity. Trinity, Trinity is the new variable. We always had Neo, mm-hmm. and Neo chose humanity because he felt empathetic and loved humanity, and he would do this to save them, and they would start to cycle over again, start a new Matrix, start a new 100-year war and all this stuff. But Trinity and love are the, the kinks in, the, in what the whole plan is, right? So mm-hmm. you bring her in there, and Neo makes a different choice. He's going to try to save Trinity instead of humanity, and then try to save humanity in the future, and they make this stalemate, which I think you're right about, Hector, and mm-hmm. uh, all that stuff, but it's like, she needed to kind of die. Everything needed to happen. Neo, uh, Neo Morpheus needed to make choices to save Neo. Uh, Tri- uh, Trinity had to make choices in all the films to save Neo at various points. She had to drive him here when he was blinded, so she would die and send him on his mission. <laughs> he, all this stuff had to happen, you know? <laughs> They were like on that little like scooter thing that they were on on uh, Dumb and Dumber, you know, <laughs> <laughs> driving cross country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, Neo, it's really cold here. Do you need my extra gloves? He's like, what? Yeah. yeah. He's um, got snot coming down yeah, his right. nose. Still blindfolded. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of the love, the choices. There's there's a lot of things there if you dive into it. And uh, I'm not sure that I'm right about any of that no, stuff. No, it sounds like you figured it out, Stephen. I, I, I did it. Uh, yeah. I'm did done it. with the Matrix. Yeah. I, <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's cool to see uh, how they played it out. And then my from my only like one or two viewings of Resurrections... I, I'm like, they've both died, but they their bodies are never returned from Machine City, so we don't know really what happens to them. And obviously, there's other stuff that goes on with the humans and the machines after this truce or whatever. Um, but it's almost like, I, in, Re- in Resurrections, it's almost like they're just like, hey, these were two variables that changed the whole thing, so we're going to study them. We're going to like resurrect them in this new Matrix and study what happened, why there's this connection between them. And so I'm really excited to go into the next chapter again, knowing what I kind mm-hmm. of figured out here. And see how that plays out, but uh, it's 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 a cool mythology. I think it's it, it's it's solid enough. You have to let you have to just kind of swallow some of it with a grain of salt and mm-hmm. be like, all right, this is okay. But if you let it play out, you're like, oh, that's it's pretty well connected. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I like discussing these movies more than I enjoy watching that's them. That's cool. You know, uh, I like the first one pretty well, but like yeah. the the second ones, like there's there are chunks of them that I enjoy right. watching. Whereas like the discussion that follows that. Right. It's not like whenever you go see a movie with your friends and then you like go out oh, and like yeah. talk in the parking lot about mm-hmm. it. You're like, what does this mean? Yeah. Or record a podcast or yeah. Hell yeah. Why was this movie called Salt? Why was why did Angelina <laughs> Jolie pick this one? That's <laughs> well, weird. That's a deep All right. Where is Peppa? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah that, this is the question. You pulled that movie out of your. Uh, that's I know where a that deep cut. Uh, wow, salt. This, this this happened in, in real oh, life. Okay, where yeah, like I went, sense, I went yeah. to go see this movie with my wife and a, a couple of our friends, and then we walked out. I was like, that was I don't discussion. think I like this movie yeah. at all. I don't understand. I don't. I don't get yeah, that's it. That's hilarious. But yes, you know. I I agree. Uh, this franchise. Yeah, like I enjoy ta- uh, sequels. I enjoy talking about them mm-hmm. more than I. 
And and and, and I haven't mentioned this. I liked the second one more than this one. But I yeah. But I I didn't mind watching this one at mm. all, and I didn't mind and uh, um. I don't. I don't mind the resurrections. I mean, I wish it was better. <laughs> I wish. It, I, I wish any of these sequels were better. But I like revisiting this world. So, mm-hmm. um, but yes, the conversations afterwards are a lot more fun <laughs> than watching the sequels. Mm-hmm. I can see that too. I. I also think as just pure movies, I liked Reloaded more than Revolutions. But I like them all as an overarching story. And and mm-hmm. I think if you had rehashed it as a TV show, yeah at 45 minutes or an hour long and put a bunch of them together, then I would feel a lot different about a lot of them. Like, Mm -hmm. because some episodes might be, especially with modern TV shows where they, they kind of just do the time as long as you need an episode to be, you know, it could be Mm -hmm. 35 minutes, could be an hour. And it's like, if you put some of those, just the drama scenes together and then you just had like big action episodes, like that might work out, you know, you Mm -hmm. might need a mix, but that kind of might separate out better. And then maybe you could be like, oh, I just really like to watch episode six because it's the it's just mm-hmm. the scene with the mechs, you know? Yeah, you know uh, what? That is... Dock. That'd be a cool yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. And then you could just do that. But um, I think all the movies have good and bad parts. I think the first one still is the best, like just standalone movie. Yeah. It was, mm-hmm. you know, revolutionary. It was just really mm-hmm. cool. Like, and it still holds up. And uh, the sequels, uh, I think, are, are cool if you're, if you're into the mythology, but you don't really need them. Just like the Animatrix or any of the video games. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. just a cool world to explore and... Um, yeah, I, I, I liked the revisiting them for sure. And I'm really glad that they did resurrections mm-hmm. so that we could go back and do this now. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's kind of like Warner Brothers Star Wars in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like everything, regardless yeah. of the media that comes out, if it's part of the Matrix, it's part of the canon mm-hmm. of the the universe or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whereas sometimes part of me is like, oh, I wish we could just get like. A, a totally unconnected version of this like yeah uh like you were saying Stephen, i it'd be cool to see that like second form of the matrix yeah. where we've got the vampires the and werewolf, yeah. werewolves in there you know that'd be fun mm-hmm. that'd be a lot of fun yeah and it's like you can totally separate that out just like you have like the skywalker saga for the for mm-hmm. star wars and then you have the other spinoffs or whatever and you can mm-hmm. tell so many other stories there and if you like the, the mythology enough the, then you, there's a lot to tell we call it the subway jogger saga <laughs> mm-hmm. oh it's perfect yeah, why is this stinky guy just kind of moving a little bit faster than normal? Sky, I like that guy. Skywalker and stinky jogger. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I would love to see a, a really serious toned movie that's like the stinky jogger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, but yeah, so uh, any other last thoughts from you guys? Any other last notes you wanted to get in there before we we head out? Um, no, I think I'm good on my end. Hector, do you I, have anything? I noticed this is a throwaway thing that they mentioned twice in this movie, and I don't think they mentioned it in any of the other movies. And it was weird. Uh, it's you, you know when Bane, the the, the Smith uh, character at the beginning of this movie, they noticed that he has uh, self-inflicted scars, mm. and they mentioned VDTs. And it's mm, I mm-hmm. looked it up. I was like, what the fuck? Like, is that a thing in world, or right. is that a thing that they brought from the real world? VDTs, presumably virtual disease transmissions, was a med- <laughs> yeah was a medical condition in the real world that was speculated to result from an infection of the mind through hacking Crazy. or other means while within the matrix. And they mention it twice in this movie at the beginning <laughs> when when Bane's still in a coma or whatever, 
And they're like, well, and so once he wakes up, we're going to ask him about these because the scars are like only a couple days old. Right. And then mm-hmm. when they when he wakes up and they're interrogating him, they mention it again. I was like, I never never noticed that before. They don't Details, mention it. Man. Yeah, they don't mention it in the, any of the other movies. They mentioned in this one and, and in passing. Like mm-hmm. if you don't. Yeah, it's. Another little so, detail, though. Yeah, it's just yeah, kind of a lot, lot of building. details. Yeah. What mm-hmm. if they were like, they're like, oh man, he's got all these self-inflicted wounds on his arm, and uh, we had to change his clothes to put him on the hospital table, and uh, his dick is really red. <laughs> like he's been rubbing yeah. his dick a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. really chafed. Yeah. Uh, he has no semen in his body <laughs> at all. <laughs> so there's definitely something going on with this guy. <laughs> we did a lot of semen probing. And we are honestly, guys, we are totally out of swabs. <laughs> totally. So I try not to get anything in your ears. Yeah. Just like we don't have maybe technology. Yeah, just like cover your ears when you sleep, honestly. Yeah. Because we cannot clean it. Oh, like man. if anything gets in there, you're you're on your own. Yeah. Um, and Stephen, I I know I said I don't have anything else to say about this, but I, I do want to mention Hector, you had mentioned Sucker Punch previously in this episode, and this, the Matrix franchise kind of reminds me of Sucker Punch, or vice versa, I guess is the, mm. the more proper way. But when I went to the theaters, yes, to, it, I saw Sucker Punch oh, in theaters nice. with my wife and I, and Stephen, our mutual f- friend Alyssa went with uh, us. Uh-huh. We went to go see the movie, and then like, you know, it's a lot of spectacle, and then I was like, couldn't quite piece together what the story was, and then this was one of those after-the-movie parking lot conversations mm-hmm. we had where it's like, yeah, this was like, I think this was like... Wait, was it trying to be smart or was this a dumb movie? <laughs> right. And I figured out, it's like, oh no, it's a dumb movie. Yeah. Like, you have all the spectacle, but it's a dumb movie. Right. Whereas The Matrix is like, there's some actual like lore there. Mm-hmm. And if if you know someone named Stephen Fisher that can put those pieces together for you, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, okay, I see how the connections can be made. And like this, I I understand and I smarter, like the general yeah. idea of it. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like that there's spectacle but there's an actual like story yeah. and mythology and like a lot of those connections make sense after Stephen explains it to you you know no um yeah I, I do you know and I'll I mean uh, I, I'm impressed uh just with yes with um the I, I'm remembering the uh the, the training montage in the first movie with mm-hmm. Neo and Morpheus and uh, and some of the action sequences throughout the movies. And and a lot of it was revolutionary, you know, especially that first movie with the... Um, it's the, a good thing they named it that almost, you know, pretty close. Uh, uh, what was that? <laughs> we can just move on. Okay. Okay, I'll get that later. Uh, it, it, by the way, it's also way past my bedtime. Um, oh yes, yeah. No, thank uh, you for staying I, up. And I, I didn't mention that at the beginning of this recording because I didn't want to guilt you guys, and I want to be oh. here for the entire episode. Well, that, but yeah, we super appreciate I, my, that, my, my my bedtime's usually uh, uh, around three hours ago. Um, oh wow! <laughs> so <laughs> really uh, appreciated, then, man. <laughs> oh boy, no, I couldn't yeah. wait to do this. Um, but yeah. um, so you have all you have all this spectacle uh, and uh, revolution. Okay, I think I get it now. Um, uh, <laughs> What do they call that? Not Bull- worth it, right? Yeah, uh, bullet bullet time, all that stuff. Uh-huh. But then, but then the um, the uh, the um, um, the LGBTQ uh, kind of subtext stuff, mm-hmm. and and then the the philosophy stuff. There's a lot there. Um, th- this franchise does have its flaws. I mean, we mentioned the stiff mm-hmm. kind of acting and stuff like that. 
but it has so much stuff going for it. I think that's it's it's impressive. You you, you think of like another uh, other films that are kind of like this or get compared to it that tried it, but then I, I think you guys were mentioning like um, exit exit stands. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And um, what was the other one? There was a there was a There's Christian a Dark City. Dark and... City. Mm-hmm. There's a Christian Bale one. Um, oh, uh, Equilibrium. Equilibrium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now oh, yeah, they right. were they mm-hmm. were trying to make the smart sci-fi right, right. deep movie, but it didn't connect the way this franchise connected. Yeah. And like it's I said, lasting power. Yeah. The yes, this has um, enough things clicked for this. Uh, like I said, there's still stuff. This move, this franchise does have flaws, um, but enough stuff worked for it. Yeah, that I think, and it's the same way with like the the original Star Wars movie. Like that first Star, A New Hope, was kind of like catching lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for enough things clicking, the 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 sound score, the 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 visual style, the mm-hmm. mythology. Um, the, you know, some of the actors, like and enough things worked where it was a good jumping off point and totally. then they, they could, you know, build from there. Um, and, and like I said, with the matrix having flaws that, I mean, that first star Wars has flaws, you know, like, but it still had enough stuff going on for it. Yeah. That they, they can make it to empire strikes back and so on and so forth. But, start um, this yeah. juggernaut yeah 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 so um yeah and i think yeah. it's cool if you want it there it's it's in the matrix it's there um mm-hmm. if you want mm-hmm. to get involved or or if it's exciting enough for you or whatever and it is yeah. for me and it's totally cool if it's not uh, for yeah. you or if you want to just like if it's better to talk about it i totally agree with that mm-hmm. um even though i like watching these movies and i'll think i'll add them more i'll, I'll add the sequels more into ro- my rotation of mm-hmm. watching them uh, even yep. the Matrix, I I don't really watch that often. I hadn't for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. I used to watch it more when it, after it first came out and stuff. But yeah. um, I'm I'm just more into it. And, and uh, so yeah, there's there's a lot there if you want it. And there's you know if you just want some action for a little bit, there's that. And uh, it's kind of cool on its own either way. That that lobby scene in the first movie is fuck. It's like cinematic perfection. Oh, it's so <laughs> like, cool. It's so and the, good. It's like mostly physical. Like it's crazy. The yes, right. And stuff. You yeah. see, yeah, where the yeah. the guys are just sitting there by the conveyor belt. I love that part. <laughs> well, you know, is that you what you're talking about? Yeah. Uh, I kind of tuned out after that. I was like, I've been through this. I've been through <laughs> oh. airport security. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, so I just kind of like scoop right through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's always bad. that chaotic. So it's like whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that mm-hmm. special in the movie. Yeah, I get you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. The the only last note that I had is a, a line I I had written down that I really wanted to make sure we mentioned, and that's um, I think it's about Captain Mifune, and they mm-hmm. someone needs to go give him more uh, more ammo, and they say he's pissing metal, and I thought yeah. that, they say it with <laughs> yeah. such conviction. It's such a straight like played yeah. line, and I yeah. love it. it was there really there there there's lines like that throughout this movie. When I mentioned earlier, the writing's pretty good. Cause yeah, I mean they're throwing in lines like like in a Terminator movie, you know, Oscar right. says stuff. Uh, but but uh, I'd say a lot of them work, especially in this film. They're where fun, yeah. They're they're when the when the two and Z and her partner, uh, her, her her combat partner there, yeah, yeah. are trying to knock down those driller things. And uh, one of the last things the the one girl 
the one lady says is like dig this and then just shoots. Yeah. I was like that's fuck I, I get it because of, of digging yeah. and yeah it worked <laughs> to me it worked yeah. perfect I don't know like right I, on man like on paper I'd be like oh that's not it's that's cheesy but so corny in a good but way. it worked yeah. perfect with the delivery yeah. and stuff so yeah I agree with that yeah it's fun so uh, yeah so next week we'll be back hopefully with a new guest for uh, the end of the series with Matrix Resurrections the latest sequel that came out in 2021 I guess December mm-hmm. 2021 yep. I think um, so yeah, I'm really excited to uh, talk about that. So definitely come back and finish out Matrix with us. Um, as always, you can rate and review our uh, podcast app, or rate and review our, our show on your favorite podcast app. You can also tell your friends, it helps us get more listeners and uh, more people to enjoy us. Uh, Hector, did you want to plug your stuff? Yeah, um, for everything, mind, my podcast, Mind Grenade, um, for everything Mind Grenade, go to mindgrenadestudios.com. There's a feed of the podcast there. There's some an art gallery that I put that I Oh, um, put some artwork up. Uh, um, uh, uh, a little bit. Uh, this is um, um, breaking. I haven't talked about Ooh. this on my podcast yet, but uh, I was. Yeah, and Brent's gonna love this. Uh, I was com- I was commissioned recently to for some artwork, and um, oh okay. And uh, the uh, the subject is uh, of the TMNT variety. Oh, um, oh okay. yeah. So I've been working on that. I've got. Until uh, June 13th to finish it, and I'm mm-hmm. so excited. It kind of just got me oh, awesome. uh, kind of juiced up with um, uh, with my uh, creativity to to have somebody um, approach me for some artwork. Oh, so yeah, man, that's uh, awesome. I'm, I'm in the oh. midst of that right now, and I'm really excited. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, mindgrenadestudios.com. Like I said, there's a feed of the podcast there, and um, an art gallery, and all kinds of other stuff. Very mm-hmm. cool, yeah. And you guys just surpassed 300 episodes, yeah. and it mm-hmm. sounds like you're. Hey, you have how many more left? Question mark. And that's the best way to do a podcast. Yeah, so yes, exactly. Yeah. That's fantastic, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so definitely go check out Mind Grenade. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess that's it for us, Brent. Did you have anything else you wanted to plug, or anything else you want to say? No, today? yeah. I mean, uh, that's exciting that uh, you're getting more commissions. So, uh, listeners of our show, mm-hmm. please visit what 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 you say, mindgrenadestudios.com. Uh, my, yeah, Is that right? Mindgrenadestudios.com. Yeah, and commission Hector Hell for yeah. sp- oh, let's say. A, uh, nude Ursula from the Little oh, Mermaid hello. commissions. Yeah, that's okay. after I draw Squiddy, the, uh, the <laughs> squiddy-eyed yeah. um, sentinel uh-huh. from the Matrix. Yeah, yeah loosen your your wrist up for some tentacle action oh, with yeah. that, and then once you get to nude Ursula, <laughs> then oh, man, I'm you'll, excited you'll to know see that. that's from the Eltas community. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. um, amazing. Hey, hey, one last little thing I want yeah. to recommend to you guys since it's this is kind of Matrix related. Uh, mm-hmm. Zach De La Roca, right? Did you, have you guys talked about? With any of these mm. Matrix conversations, the music with uh, Rage Against the Machine or... Oh, no. Uh, not really. I yeah, guess. just that's the first lightly, one. yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. uh, the end mm-hmm. of the first movie, that's how it ends with the mm-hmm. Rage Against the Machine song. Uh, Zach DeLaRocca, mm-hmm. lead singer of Rage Against the Machine. Um, the machine's uh, right there in the title. Yeah. Exactly. You know, no, it's, perfect. On. It's, it's perfect for it. Uh, mm. There's uh, he, he did a collab with Run the Jewels. I know me and mm. Brent are... Mm-hmm. Uh, big fans of running the jewels there's a there's a song we do a lot of recommendations on mind grenade mm-hmm. um but uh there's a song off of rtj2 run the jewels 2 with zach de la roca featuring um with uh lp and killer mike and the name of the song is called close your eyes and count the fuck and uh <laughs> that's a Good fucking title. it's it's an awesome song so mm-hmm. uh it's yeah. my recommendation sweet man um for uh uh, yeah, or you RTJ fans out there. 
That's a that's a jam too. Crank up that Sweet. bass whenever you listen to that song. I was gonna say, uh, just just to sign us off, that I I realized we did talk about that music from the first movie, and then I completely forget about the music after that for some reason with the sequels. Mm-hmm. I looked them up. They they do have soundtracks at least Reloaded. I, I definitely checked, and it has, <laughs> you know, music just like the first soundtrack. But it doesn't it doesn't stick with me as much. Again, that first movie is just kind of a lightning in bottle a little bit. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of does that well. It, but, it, uh, these these yeah. movies are more the score is more recognizable right. than the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool that way. But uh, yeah, man, it was a blast having you on. We'll have to have you on another time for for something else. So um, yeah, we'll we'll invite you back. But um, yeah, thanks for having. Other me. than that, man, for sure. Join us next week for the end of the Matrix series with Resurrections. And until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. I've been Hector. And let's talk later. Two vaginas. It's Taylor on the cut, lifting six on your stitching crew. I'm miles ahead of you. You can sit my pictures through. My battle status is burning matches from Dallas to Malibu. Check my resume. Your residence is residue. Color skin job. And my honey dip will back flip for you. You playing God, your eye socket, she gon' rip it too. We sick of bleeding out a tray, spraying victim you. Dunk dying, fill up AK dicking you. Hector's such a pro. We didn't even talk about that, and I pointed at you, and you weren't even looking, and you just knew to say your name, and that was great. So I just wanted oh, to yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> you did it just uh, like you should. Yeah, yeah. I, before, okay. before we sign off here, I do yeah. have a question for, yeah. for the group here. If Christian Bell went to church all his life, but then at a certain point stopped going and decided religion wasn't for him, mm. would it be fair to say he Christian bailed? Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I think was wondering. I was, I was okay, trying good. to get there before I, you got there, but I. No, I, I thought so. Have, I yeah, thought he had to change his name to Agnostic Bale. Hmm. Well, no, uh, uh, Agnostic uh, Settled, I think. Oh, <laughs> is is what it would be. You have to change both. Oh, Bale. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. yeah. He's like, sense. I guess I'm, I'll Christian do this for a while. <laughs> and uh-huh. now he's. Oh yeah, it's like Muhammad Ali. It's like yeah. you change religions. Nah. You, you might get out of religion though. In his in this new case, I've change your name up. Yeah, there you go. That makes sense. <laughs> we, we should be able to pick, like, uh, as, like, uh, agnostic people or whatever, we should be able to, like, reselect our names based on Ooh, our yeah. non-religion, you know? Yeah. It's like, like people say, like, this is my Christian name. And it's like, uh-huh. oh, well, what's my agnostic name? Mm-hmm. Apparently, what was yours? No, I've already forgotten it. Oh, again. mine was problematic, but it was spelled like oh, a psychopath. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it spelled like a psychopath. That's good. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't remember my name, so I got to go listen to that episode. You know Pro- what would be funny mm-hmm. is if like someone approached you and was like, well, what's your Christian name? And you're like, God. <laughs> nice. Jesus. They're like, God. And like, yeah. don't take it in vain. Don't, like, don't even talk to me. <laughs> they, uh, back, back to, I mean, that's funny. I'm going back to Matrix talk. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Christ illusions in this movie, I forgot how like, just, oh yeah, they weren't even trying to hide them, man. They're over. Oh, were there one. some in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Good lord! I did not catch them. Like right. when he's when he dies, and you see like an angelic kind of like mm-hmm. aura around him, and and then when they yeah. wheel him away, and he's he's like dead. He his arms are splayed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, he's yeah. on the cross. It's like yeah, it's right. pretty overt. Yeah. yeah, they weren't even trying to like. Yeah, him. which is fine. But it was the it was the machines that were carting him off, yeah. and like machines aren't religious right as right. far as we know yeah. so honestly they should have just like dropped him and like dragged him on his belly like his face is like skidding yeah, across right. the like pavement or whatever like, <laughs> yeah it's just like <laughs> fucked up you know yeah. <laughs>
what if they what if at the end instead of the architect being like this has all been fake or whatever he goes and he's like have you heard about scientology oh shit he's like, oh, no. <laughs> did you say zientology oh. because i might be into it okay. yeah. there you go yeah yeah oh man it's just really scientology but you're uh, sweaty and gross the whole time that sounds great <laughs> that's fine yeah. it's horny scientology um, Scientology. Oh. <laughs> I'm halfway there. Yeah. Nice. Living on a prayer. Yeah, you aren't kidding. Yeah, these movies are pretty horny. It's They're pretty very horny, man. <laughs> uh-huh. That's all right too. Oh no, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, it's cracking me up. You guys were talking about the uh, the uh, where's my pussy, and he stops himself. It's like <laughs> that, I remember like seeing that for the first time. I was like, wow, like, but um, they really put that in there. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. Good no, stuff. No, it's cool that you guys are re- revisiting these. Stephen, yeah. did you have to stop yourself from entering a room that way when your parents came to visit? Oh yeah, it's, that's mostly how I greet my wife, of course. <laughs> yeah. We've been married twenty years now, you know, so and you're fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enter any room. <laughs> like, let me throw something I don't know new into the rotation. <laughs> Try this now. One, two, three, record. Okay, there we go. We're all recording. Everybody looking Excellent. good. Excellent. Oh, oh yeah, we're looking okay. Oh yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do have a thing to mention to you guys. I was out of town last weekend and uh, my wife had a out of town run that we went to. And anytime we do that, we have to stay at a hotel. And it's just like an ongoing process of trying to figure out water pressure, like how to even operate a shower. Oh, yeah. And they're all different to a further point, like how to even like turn on the light in the room. Like when yeah. you get there, you know, you stumble. Um, in, yeah. yeah. But so for the the shower like water pressure i'm very like particular about it because sometimes it's just like unenthusiastically just like kind of falls out of the shower head most mm-hmm. of the time and i'm like man you want yeah, an enthusiastic know. shower for sure absolutely you know mm-hmm. i'm trying to get some work done in there if you know what i mean <laughs> wink uh but uh this sh- uh, like shower head that we had this past weekend it was coming it was like getting hit with a fire hose oh, it was yeah. incredible i loved down. it oh yeah, yeah. So you took it, it like hit me center mass and like knocked me back it was great i <laughs> love like, it okay it, it Play felt that way, a, girl. a little <laughs> it felt a little bit punishing which like mm-hmm. feels uh it kind of feels like i deserve it you know mm-hmm. in a yeah, way. yeah 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 mm-hmm. uh, s&m style yeah uh was <laughs> yeah. it super hot did yeah you, did you like a really hot shower as well yeah you know it's pretty fun yeah, okay. dude yeah, yeah. like slaps you out a little bit gets a little uh, steamy in there you know what yeah I'm absolutely no yeah i prefer to have uh the a little bit of bite to the the mm-hmm. heat of the water you know mm-hmm. where i like, like come out mm-hmm. looking lobster-esque that's that's the best way you know yeah yeah mm-hmm. um it makes a big difference for sure the uh the shower pressure because yeah it just you go in there and it's just it feels like somebody just like yeah it's uh it's just weak sauce with the with the without the proper water pressure. But then, like, mm-hmm. yeah, just trying to figure it out when you're when you're traveling and stuff and going to from hotel to hotel. And um, mm-hmm. I find uh, most yes. hotels are not good for that. Yeah, they're like right. They're the trying to conserve water or whatnot. Right. Yeah, and but, they use no. that like uh, they they make it like softer. The the water soft. It's what always mm-hmm. like feels weird. Like it's hard to get soap off and stuff because it's. Mm-hmm. I, I read about it once. It's like they're. They use it that way, so when they use their washers for their for it, it like changes how the soap. They don't need to use as much soap if the water's softer. Something about the way it uh, it all works together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, but that makes me all feel slimy afterwards after the shower. <laughs> yeah. and that's, a, that's a gross feeling. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I don't get that either. The soft water. Uh, well, but, I figured uh, out a way to to get around that is uh, you just take the dryer sheet off the front of the shower head, and it oh. just makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, okay, but it smells it nice was. with it on. 
It, yeah, I know you don't immediately <laughs> smell like laundry or a summer yeah. breeze, but like you do have better water pressure. So there's some give and take with it. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so much, so. super important water pressure for sure. Mm-hmm. Who 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 likes the who likes the weak water pressure? Like, there's, who are these monsters out there? Like I don't a know. Cold, I, weak shower. <laughs> the yeah. opposite of the Brent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that this low T water that's out there. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, like it. It almost feels like someone's taking a sponge. Like yeah. dipping it in water and then lightly flicking it at you, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's just like I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. That, you know? uh, yeah, that you know, it, it's similar to that. Is the um, and I've not met you guys in real life. Um, uh, uh, we've met on on uh, Tinder. Oh yeah, that's where we first uh, uh, came to know each other. I didn't but, realize we we're going to talk about that today, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the origin of our our friendship. But um, we yeah. haven't met in real life, so we haven't had the opportunity to shake. Each shake each other's hands and um mm-hmm. that's one too man like a, a weak handshake like where it feels like, oh, just like yeah i'm like i'd rather not have this handshake if it's, it's not like fist for the way to go man yeah and you know of course you don't want somebody to break your hand but uh you want to know there's somebody there and it's the same with the um the shower head yeah you want to know you're taking a shower that's mm-hmm. why i uh i get my hands really hot too I want the pressure yeah. and the heat, you know, oh, I want okay. to get that. Yeah. For, for I want to be like, like a good shower to someone when I shake their yeah, hand. Well. It's my goal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a little wet, a little damp. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Not, not know, too. A, just a, a moist. Oh boy. You know, moist yeah. and hot. Moist yeah. and yeah. hot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Firm handshake is the way to go. <laughs> I might uh-huh. you know. It's as if you were to take a slug and heat it up in the microwave for yeah. about 10 <sighs> seconds and then just like toss it for. at someone's hand. You know, a lot of people like to play hot potato. You've, mm-hmm. If you've never played warm slug, you're really missing out. Oh, man. You get a mm-hmm. big juicy one. Oh, my oh. God. Yeah. Like something Timon and Pumbaa would go after, you know? Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Yeah, delicacy. Yeah. Um, mm, slimy yet satisfying, you know? Yeah. Put it right yeah. in your butt. Yeah, we Bypass should deliver. Uh, do tutorials on handshakes for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Slug <laughs> handshakes. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. But it's a good, it's a good thing to do, man. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I look forward to uh, meeting you in person and giving you a slug yeah. handshake someday. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's... I'll then slug you in the face. <laughs> we, Not a punch. Uh, Just we, uh, a warm, moist handshake to the face. Uh-huh. Well. That I'm looking the most forward to when I meet you guys. Um, when uh, since we don't live too far from each other, relatively, yeah, um, just up the street. Yeah, uh, when we do meet and we give each other these uh, these slimy handshakes, um, <laughs> I uh, there's a lot of bands are starting to tour now, and mm, yeah, um, I know Brent, you're uh, an RTJ fan like myself. Yeah, um, that that's run be... the jewels, Stephen. I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was lost there. That makes sense. Yeah. That should be our opportunity to get that would actually be rad. Yeah, for mm-hmm. some uh, slimy slug handshakes, is uh, mm-hmm. a trip to go watch run the jewels whenever they start touring again here. But um, but yeah. yeah, if we have to make a trip, I mean, Amer- everybody knows America's small. You know, it's yeah. easy mm-hmm. to get across. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, that's uh, the. Yeah, that's that's why we're all spread out. Like, if you've been to one stri- one state, you've essentially been to all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're the same. They're all exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But um, same terrain, same politics, yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And like, yeah. <laughs> the the cool thing about the internet and being able to record podcasts this way is that you can talk to people from all over the U.S. 
However, we've chosen to stay within the central time zone today. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that's, yeah. that's the best time zone. We're all connected then, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That shows yeah. you that we're close enough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, from top to bottom, because you're up in uh, Chicago, right? uh, Illinois, uh, central Illinois, actually, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's yeah, all Chicago. the same, like we were saying. Yeah, yeah Chicago. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right I don't door. know <laughs> I don't know or care about anyone else's state. Uh, <laughs> however, if anyone gets Oklahoma geography wrong, like in that episode of Friends where they say Muskogee is three hours from Tulsa, I become yeah. livid. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not. It's like, it's about your state, of course. Well, right. that's the one that matters. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. I do like that this episode, from Tudor to Snooter, top to bottom, Central, Central yeah. time. Oh, yeah, yeah. We done Central time boys. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. boy. The the the. Uh, so we had the East Coast uh, and the West Coast and the, and the feuds and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, we um, we Central we Coast are friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, we're united. Um, Maybe did you say Central Coast? Yeah, like Central Coast. Of course, surrounded by land. Yeah, that's what. That, I don't know what it is about water. Uh-huh. But it just brings the anger out of people. You know, <laughs> you get those feuds, but you stay in the center. Everybody's friends, and then, you know, it's it's less about water and more about moist hands. <laughs> that's back right. To the, that's back you know, to the, yeah. That's uh, when you see, like bring in your moist hands. You're like, look, I hear that it's <laughs> yeah. like this, but on the land, but it's yeah. not land. But you can like swim in it. It's like swimming in moist hands, just like surrounded by it oh, on the west and the east. It's strange. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why they have feuds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to see who has the most moist, uh, the most moist, ugh. the most I moist like coast. I was going to apologize for last week's sink word because we said that word a lot. I don't even want to say it again. It's a uh-huh. P word. But I was like, we yeah. said it a lot. We probably offended a lot of ladies. And now we're just saying moist over and over again, which I think is worse. I think yeah. there are more people that have turned this off now. Yeah. You know, uh, Liz Wilson, who was on an episode a few episodes back for the Spider-Verse uh, episode, she had commented on our Instagram uh, post <laughs> where I was like, uh Oh, sorry. And she said that she cackled quite a bit, uh, at us saying oh, that. It's like, okay, 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 that's good. So we got a pass. However, I feel like, uh, we, we are going to get shamed for saying the word moist so often. Uh, probably. So it has to be yeah. part of the sink word at least. I mean, it's the most moist episode that we've ever had. I would say, <laughs> I would say yeah. so. Mm-hmm. It's ironic as we were in the, we, we, don't you we, think? Yeah. It's ironic. <laughs> yes, it is <laughs> ironic. I, I think, uh, being, uh, in the central coast, of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where there isn't, uh, a lot of moisture. We have to make up for it. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. With our hands. And our slug is, shakes. The, uh, what is it? Uh, what planet is Luke on at the beginning of Star Wars? No. Tatooine? Tatooine. Tatooine, yeah. yeah. Is that... Were they moisture farmers like we have to Ooh. farm moisture here? From is it just like a whole central time zone planet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it gets it's sand everywhere. Planet. Yeah. <laughs> flyover yeah. planet. That's, wow, right. I never stops there. That. That's, that's yeah. the whole point of him being safe there. Yeah. It's like nobody fucking goes to that Tatooine, you know? Right. It's yeah. got yeah. a giant Mander- slug on it. <laughs> Brent. Oh, snap. <laughs> <It does. laughs> Holy shit. Nice. We've connected it. Hell yeah. Do you think Rod Stewart's manager is like, okay, we're going to stop over at Tatooine? And he's like, no, nah, just fly over it. We done. That's fine. We don't need to do Does it. he have a song called Flyover? I'm no, confused. but I mean, like, you know, if he's touring, he's not going to. Oh, yeah, he's like, like a yeah, state. You don't think yeah, Rod Stewart's going to tour the central states? Um, I don't know. Is Vegas? Is he, is he a, a coastal central? elite? Uh, perhaps. Vegas is pretty deserty. It's pretty, yeah. it's the most Tatooine of all, all of our places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we're from. But it's not, there, it's not a central time zone, is it? Uh. 
It's got to be like so. mountain time zone or something. Yeah, or whatever West Coast time is. What is that? Uh, Pacific time? Pacific. Pacific. Whatever. Yeah. West, West Coast. I don't. Again, I don't we concern don't, myself for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Once it goes other. out of Central, I don't even pay yeah. attention. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, Stephen, where you're in Oklahoma? No, you're in Texas. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in Houston, Texas. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Previously of Oklahoma, but mm-hmm. the Chicago that. of Texas. I'm saying. Yeah. Say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. I mean, uh, you actually could say that. Central Coast. Um, I did. I heard someone on a podcast say it once. <laughs> Growing up, I do remember like early on in school and hearing about Chicago. I heard about Chicago so much more than I heard about Illinois like at first right. for whatever yeah. reason. So when I heard Illinois, I remember distinctly learning that Chicago was a city in Illinois and not vice versa. <laughs> no, I, I thought right? Chicago. I thought Chicago was a state. Yeah, and it's not like Perfect. I was born okay. in some other country. I was born here. I was born in the United States. <laughs> but I remember, yeah, I was like, wait, Chicago, oh, Chicago, and Illinois aren't are are, are yeah. I, it took me a while to to realize they were uh, in the same place. Or I don't feel so mm-hmm. dumb now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you. I mean, not, there not a are some cities that are just way more popular than the state for sure. Yeah. In, you know, like uh, Chicago is one of those. I would say maybe Atlanta. Is like yeah. that as well, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, what is it? there's like some place in like <laughs> some East Coast place that's like uh, yeah. I don't even know if it's uh, Atlantic City. That's what Providence. I'm trying to think. Yeah, of. Rhode Island. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Atlantic yeah, City is New Jersey, Providence. right? Atlantic City, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I could not even tell you. Yeah. I, I don't know. even. I, feel like I don't it's its know. Own entity. Yeah. yeah. Again, I do not concern myself with it. It's yeah. mega city. Exactly. It's just like mm-hmm. whatever. Just mega a place. Yeah. Useless knowledge. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think yeah. Any most yeah. I don't want to offend people from New Jersey, but yeah. Uh, I'm from New Jersey. I don't mind at all. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I was born in New Jersey. That's, that's uh, outstanding that I, that happened. Oh New my Jersey God. is kind of the uh, the butthole of the of the country. I think. I mean, oh really? I. It's funny because Kevin Smith is all about New yes, Jersey, right? And He's because of there, him, yeah. I'm about New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, like I had a friend years ago, who was like, man. I just can't wait to go to New Jersey. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I've never mm-hmm. heard anybody say that. Like, New yeah. York? You don't want to go to New York? You want to go to New Jersey? You look around, you think you're being punked. You're yeah, like, like she was Jersey? all about Jersey. She was about Jersey Shore. She was about that show. Yeah. So she wanted to go yeah. see right. locations of the show, <laughs> which says a lot already, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and I remember being like, I've just never heard, like, it's. I'm sure it's fine there. I'm sure it's like any other state. Like, we're from fucking Oklahoma. Oklahoma right. is a shithole. Mm-hmm. We can say that, right? And yeah. Uh, yeah, but I was just like, it's just New Jersey is like, uh, it's just like whatever. Um, but yeah, there you go. I love that you're from there, and you can, you can yeah. Say that. Oh I no, can, so. no, there's, there's some really nice. It's it's the Garden State, New Jersey. Yeah. Is, uh, but yeah. and so there's nice places, but boy, are there some shitholes, man. Like <laughs> it is, uh, yeah. But that's the right reaction when somebody goes, oh, I can't. I'd love to go to New Jersey. You're like what? Are you sure? Uh, yeah, You've heard right, of what New Jersey sure. is? Do you mean yeah. New York? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's it's. Uh, we have we have a mutual friend from we have mutual friends from Indiana, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, Illinois and Indiana. Um, it's like Indiana always feels like it's the uh, like the lesser like sister oh, yeah. to Illinois, and New Jersey seems even further removed from New York, like. Uh-huh, it's right, like, yeah. oh, New Jersey's like the dirty New York, or you know, dirtier New York. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. And you're saying Indiana is that to uh, to Illinois? Uh, maybe not dirtier, <laughs> but yes, it's the lesser of the two. Are they like right next to each other? Indiana and touch? Illinois are like yeah, and it's they're they're so, like to me they're like yeah they're like siblings they're so are they're similar. both like I states yeah like right yeah, they're yeah. both I states they're right, right next, next to each, each other they're kind of similar yeah um, it's interesting uh, probably a lot of the same politics and mm-hmm. um uh, demographics and stuff like that yeah which but is because uh, they're separate states they hate each other yeah of course yeah <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> They uh, they're not as moist. They they think we're they, <laughs> they think uh, they're jealous yeah, of, about yeah, our moisture. Of course, yeah. So so did a sink word come up out of that? Uh, this, you know something moist for sure. Honestly, mm. why don't we just go with most moist? Most you know? moist, excellent. It's super easy to say. Oh yeah, yeah. People will I, love it. I already started like stumbling <laughs> over it. This is great. All right, all right. Moist. Yep. So Hector, I will count us down from uh wait. No, I think I count up. Mm-hmm. I think Don't right, confuse yourself. whatever the fuck it is. I'm going to I'm going to count three different numbers. Uh, I'll make them consecutive <laughs> and then uh, we'll sink just for with, and giggles. Yeah, just for fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we'll say most moist to sink. Mm-hmm. All right. So most moist to sink on three. One, two, three. Pussy most fight. Moist. Oh, Brent. I fucked up. I fucked oh, up. I'm sorry. Brent. I forgot. Here that. we go. OK. Oh, oh boy. dear okay. God. Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, you can't stop yourself now. <laughs> can't stop, won't stop, you know? Oh, poo? L-P-A-S.